You can do your Nick impression. Uh, I'll uh, I'll be real. I'll be real. Be like, no. Hey, this is funny. I take this seriously, Blake. I'm, I'm not gonna. Like, I can't nick it up. Yeah, you can't nick it up. <laughs> I can't. You know, see it up. Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Front Seat Gamer. Um, I'm Severn, I'm joined with Blake. Hey. Special guest, George and Ed. Hey. Hey, how's it going? It's alright. Uh, sweet. It's fantastic. <laughs> Jeez, how do I, how do, I oh, do that? <laughs> you wanted I, to be hosting, bro. I, 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 this I is need your responsibilities, guys. eh? Alright. Um, help. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is tricky. Yeah. Um, all right, we're back from NZGDC. Oh yeah, which just right, happened recently. Yeah. Uh, did Did anyone learn anything from that? Nah. It's It's meant to be the New Zealand version of <laughs> GDC. Yeah. And um, geez, there were a lot of indie talks. Is Is what I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, as a concept artist going there, there is never really anything to go and watch. Mm. Um, like, I mean, you get the indie talks, but you're kind of just like working at a company that's like yeah i mean we're indie but we've got like 100 people so it's kind of just like the standards a bit higher for the art talks or whatever mm. so i kind of just think oh you know it's good enough and good to see like people being inspired and shit but at the same time i'm like what am i doing yeah, yeah. like um that's the thing like because i've been going for a few years now and it's like you you never really learn anything new like you're not mm. learning any new techniques or anything nah, like that not at all. it's it's more it's more like just interesting stories about people's like yeah development journeys. It, it's never anything groundbreaking. There's no like yeah. new steps and like concept art or like ways of going about things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's all just kind of like it's all it's a, it's a lot of post mortems. I, I think. yeah <laughs> yeah totally yeah learning from your experience type thing. Eh? Yeah, but that's um, what it is. they have had they've they had some workshops on that. I think maybe like if if you wanted to learn stuff, you go and do that. But that's then just like you're taking a class. Yeah, but exactly. It, yeah. it wasn't really anything specific either. It was like get into Unreal or Unity. Uh, are those the ones you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that pretty broad still, man. I went to really? that Unreal one and it was kind of... It's like, here's how you open a file. Well, it was kind of, Yeah, it was open up one of these <laughs> templates oh, right. and this is how blueprints work. I think it benefits yeah. the students more than anything, eh? Like oh, those are sure, the guys sure, that are going to yeah. be like benefiting the most from these tickets. I mean like... Work pays for hours, so I'm just more than happy to go because it's like, you know, a free day off work, like whatever. But like as a student, you're kind of going there and you're networking and you're like mm. learning all this shit that you would never have seen before from people that have actually got experience. So I think, you know, five yeah. years ago or 10 years ago would have benefited a lot more than now. Yeah, yeah it's I hard th- for, for someone like me to go there and, and learn it. Well, art talks were just rough. They, they weren't really really anything like tailored to 3d art especially oh, and, yeah, and 2d yeah. right here, at, at like yeah. a high level yeah even. that's totally it that's totally and, it so i i mean i talked to um ben one of the guys that does it about doing an art talk next year because i was just like mm. there's just nothing here that's dude that's how mm. i felt as well i felt like um after hearing ken wong talk i was thinking um geez maybe maybe it is my time to give back to oh, the dude, industry totally. you know? like, that's what I felt as well because I just feel like there's not enough like, like I mean we work at like what the biggest game company in New Zealand mm. now like it, like now that Gameloft is closed down 
and like a lot of people giving these art talks are kind of like at small studios. Mm. So I mean, I think going to those things as like a game designer or a programmer, you're going to benefit because it's just all the talks seem to be benefit like around those, and that's like especially in the programming side, it develops so quickly. Whereas like the art and animation side, you're still using the same programs that you used like you know five years ago, even though they're just updated versions or whatever. Yeah. Like I've been working as a freelance concept artist since I was like 19. And I've only ever needed Photoshop. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll step into 3D just to get stuff done quicker. Man, I but. dude, I went to a um, a, I saw Jason Hong pop pop out of it too. Yeah, yeah. Jason Hong's like master level. Yeah, studio. he's the top dog at GGG. <laughs> it, it was like, hilarious. Yeah. We went into this art talk and it, and it was I think it was titled like technical art or something. It was it was a guy, but his a lot of his slides were just graphs and like numbers <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And I and I saw and, and like. After that talk, went right to lunch, and I caught I caught Jason. I was like, "Dude, what, did did you learn anything?" And he was like, "Man, I you know I thought that was going to be an art talk." <laughs> and oh, then the guys were showing me slides and yeah. like draw call counts and graphs and things, <laughs> pie charts and shit. Dude, yeah. it was not an art talk, and and that was the point where I was like, "Man, yeah, like if I'm if I want to hear something like interesting, I think." I probably have to step up and actually do that. No, talk. totally though, because I think it's the same thing. <laughs> do you like, know what I, I mean? Like well, I went to a few of the art talks and that was what it was. There was like no art involved. It was all about hell. like the programming side of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going their, on? Um, their talk titles were pretty vague most yeah, of the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I actually found like some of the talks more interesting when it was like nothing to do with my area. You know what I mean? Like the sound talks and stuff right. like that were like way more interesting to me than anything else. Not that the talks were bad, but it just wasn't anything new. So mm. I suppose it's kind of like that expectation of like going into an art talk thinking, oh, I'm going to learn something here. Yeah. Whereas like when you go into a talk that's got nothing to do with your area, yeah. then you're kind of like, oh shit, well, I did learn something. But I... then there's a whole bunch of sound guys in the audience going, oh, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly Yeah, it. that's probably what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, that's that's like, um, I the, the talks I enjoyed the most were about like storytelling and narrative yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which yeah, is those something I never deal with ever. Even thought about it. Yeah, yeah. and... Yeah, they they were really good. Like, I actually found that um Rory and Mark's talk was one of the best talks that I went to. Yeah. It's like I work with the dudes like every day. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But like the like just the seeing how they go about designing bosses is so much more in depth than what you initially mm. think. But it's like that with anything. Like you start to look into something a bit more, and you kind of find out, holy shit, this is like like Inception, bro. There's so many more layers deep than you'd actually initially think. Yeah. But you know, yeah, you're like, well, you know, we work like forty hours a week. What are, what are these guys doing? Yeah, and, and, yeah, and they exactly. tell you in like exactly, a yeah. in like a one hour presentation, you're like, oh yeah, this this is why these guys are here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, holy fuck, there's so much work that they actually do that you don't even think about. Eh? Yeah, for sure. I uh, think that that's what I get most out of GDC. I mean, I've only been to two now, but like, it's just hearing people talk about what they love doing. Yeah, and that is usually enough. Um, I didn't get much of it the first day, but second day. There was like a lot of people talking about just interesting shit. There's never anything about. Well, actually, no. There was one thing about animation, and it was from a student. Yeah, which nice. is pretty crack up. Yeah, um, he did a good pre- uh, talk actually. Oh, this is the exaggeration in video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he made this like quick little demonstration in Unreal, uh, where he was showing off like um, basically basically how you can use exaggeration to make opening a chest more interesting. It's like he had like a boring as fuck one, and then. That that's also um, like first day of animation, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, of animation class. <laughs> that's, that, that's animation one on one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember learning that, but it's still just, you know, it's still fun to to hear and have that kind yeah, of yeah. reiterated, and you're like, yeah, yeah, because it, it, you know, those principles were all you know invented for two D and stuff like that, and then to see it in 
in those still frames yeah. that he showed of like Overwatch where the guy's face was like five times longer than it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you, that's only like a one frame thing. Mm. I was, I was and actually it's just like, yeah, this, this is like a really important thing, even in just like regular video games. Totally. I was a little embarrassed because I didn't notice any of that. Uh, right. Smear, wow. Smearing happened. <laughs> like I knew it was like Pixar style yeah. animation, but like I didn't even consider that they were doing all that bendy shit. But I did actually um, later that night. I jumped on Overwatch and had a look at like Zenyatta's. Um, movements and shit and he does like go all bendy up uh, yeah shit. totally man it's crazy it's it's like a pixar cartoon that thing yeah like the whole way eh? it's so good well, it's, yeah it's what makes it good eh? they've just nailed their art style yeah. so ruthlessly in that game it's just unbelievable did you guys see the um bastion cg yeah. trailer yeah 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 that was bastion, really eh? really good oh dude was... it was awesome especially yeah. when they had the uh flashbacks of the fight scenes and you saw oh, the rain hearts like fighting yeah. the bastions i was like oh shit that was so cool yeah it was so good it was so <laughs> yeah. well done as well i was like holy crap man this is amazing I really like. Um, I I really enjoy when birds are animated, <laughs> like like real birds. Yeah, yeah. What you mean with like the jerky head? Yeah, movements with the jerky like head that. movements yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like I really like that. Yeah, no. So yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird because it's like weirdly realistic, but you can't help but kind of feel a bit of empathy towards them for yeah. some weird fucking reason. I don't mm. I don't get it either. Eh? Just like why? But it's, it's the, the head tilt, like, man. Yeah, it's that. It's that. Yeah. Eh? That's what it is. Eh? Yeah, yeah. That puppy dog head tilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking hits you right in the feels, eh? Yeah, right in them feels. <laughs> right in them feels, man. All right, man. Let's uh, let's start off with what we've been playing. Blake, you've been light on it. Oh, but, man. But you, you said you've played some things, right? I, I Solaris. stopped playing something. Yeah, No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, we we, we no won't talk Sky. about that game. Yeah, that. We, I, I feel like I've spent three or four weeks just nonstop talking to people about that game because everyone is saying like how bad it is. And I'm just like constantly trying to say this is what I like about You're it. You're the but. go-to guy for it, though. You're the, like, the only guy at work playing it properly. Probably going the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, gave, I never got to the edge. I gave up because, well, I... It, that game, like just like how in uh, in Minecraft or any of any survival game I play, I tend to just like fizzle out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and th- and that totally is what happened to me. I just like got to a point where I didn't even enjoy exploring the planets. Yeah. Anymore, I was just like, I got, I want to get to the edge. That's all I want to do. And so I was like flying to when I needed to um, refuel. I would stock up hardcore on like fuel cells so I could jump really far. Um, but then when I did need to need to refuel, I'd look for a system that only had like one or two planets in because I didn't want to bother yeah. like exploring like six planets or whatever. And at that point, I started thinking like, oh, I think I'm I'm losing it on this think, game now. Like that's the thing with any kind of exploration style game, though. You know what I mean? Like it, it fizzles out because it's like way less intensity. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's that intensity that'll keep you into a game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the same thing with Skyrim. Once you've kind of explored a lot, you're yeah. still like. At a certain point, you just realize, like, fuck, I'm just walking around. Yeah. Like, it's it's once it becomes, like, normal to you. Yeah, for sure. Once you're yeah, not yeah. discovering anything new, and once you kind of know what to expect, then you're you not surprised. You, anymore, you lose right? interest. Yeah, in it. Totally. yeah, yeah. Once you're not surprised anymore, then that's it. Although, having said that, one of the last planets I visited did have something I'd never seen before. Oh, which was yeah. like, yeah, it had these like weird floating like puffball things that you <laughs> shot and get that you got a, uh, a rare resource from but <laughs> that wasn't enough to keep me in the game <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, enough, are they still updating that game i haven't seen an update for ages okay they like, must be working hard on something oh, dude, yeah, they, they, i think I mean, like from what i've heard they need just a bit more of a storyline to it eh? like i totally get the whole thing is that like you know it's pre- like procedurally generated and mm. that's like interesting but it's kind of like 
dude, you need to dig deeper than just a whole bunch of potholes. You need one yeah. like massive cave at some point just to yeah. kind of like get into and understand the lore and like all that kind of shit. Yeah, that's um like I don't I don't think they need a like like a traditional like main story mm. kind of thing. Like a, they don't need Mass Effect in there. I th- I think what they need is like more emphasis on like lore stuff and finding like uh, artifacts and stuff and piecing together like some sort of like larger mystery kind of thing. Mm. Like you want it to be kind of like a treasure hunting thing. You want it to be like an Indiana Jones adventure that spans an entire like universe. Universe, thing, yeah. 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 Should be awesome. Uh, and they, there's just not enough. And it like like when you go into a cave, like caves, caves are cool sometimes. <laughs> But ultimately, there's nothing in them. Yeah, yeah, you totally. Like you, it would be awesome if like you got to the end of one cave out of like maybe ten, mm. and there's like an entrance to a secret lab, or a, yeah, 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 or, yeah, or some altar to some weird Cthulhu god, or something. Just something to make you go, "Damn, this is what the fuck this is, is going strange. On here, what the hell yeah. is going on here?" Yeah, but instead, it's just like a, it's nah, a cave. it's just a cave, bro. Yeah. yeah, there's some plants in here. No fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, for sure, yeah. man. I totally get it. Out, yeah, um, just, but just yeah. like real life. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've that's, that's why we play video games, man. So we can find the Cthulhu gods. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's why I don't go outside. I'm just constantly disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these graphics are so unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting any kind of reward system. Yeah, from what, this. what the hell's with these special effects outside, bro? The smoke doesn't even look yeah. right. Eh? What's going on? You need those. Uh, you need those 4K glasses yeah well. <laughs> those on and then yeah. those high resolution textures and shit yeah, high vis glasses um but yeah that's i haven't really been playing anything i've been playing a bit of stellaris and this other game called um europa universalis which mm-hmm. is like an empire building kind of diplomacy thing yep it's like medieval spreadsheets it, it sounds right up your alley <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because i've been playing it for like a couple of hours and i keep restarting because i just like instantly kind of lose oh geez yeah so it's pretty hard to. It's, hard, it's tough, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, dude, the um, I'm just gonna move right along. No, go for it, man. Because I hope that's it. Did, did any of you guys play the uh, Battlefield beta? No, but yep. I saw some of it and it you looked fucking it? amazing. Yeah, dude, holy shit. Uh, I, I played it on PS4 though. Oh yeah. Um, because my brother play has only got a PS4, yep. so we did it on that. Um, fucking amazing though. Dude, yeah. I, so I played that over, the, I think last weekend. Yeah. Dude, I had a. All of a time, <laughs> I, it was, was it was way be- like I was expecting it to be fun, but it was even better than I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Like how many people were in a map when when you were playing? They were usually full games. Yep. So hundred yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Dude. So there's a hundred um, people in these. It's in these ridiculous, games. That's man. Fucking awesome. I couldn't believe it. I was it, like, what? What's the what, what's the level like? The amount of players in this one level? Yeah. Tabbed it. It was fifty people on each team. Oh man, that's so cool. Oh, um, I, mean, like, I, like, I saw the trailers for it and some of the gameplay. Like I saw that. Dude riding a horse, um, shooting that flamethrower. Have like, you guys seen that? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the best like, thing. On the yeah, horse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I lost my shit when I saw that. I was like, I've got to get this game just because of this. Um, I just thought yeah, like fucking video games. Yeah, because like the, the <laughs> graphics for that game are amazing. It's, I was yeah. just it's watching, ridiculous. Like, Holy man. shit! Like, everything they pulled off in like Battlefront. Yeah, yeah. Like that photogrammetry stuff. Dude, they pulled everything over. Like those those environments are incredible. The lighting's. It, I haven't yeah. seen a game like that, and and I was blown away as soon as I logged on and played it on my machine mm. it's like holy fuck like just looking at rocks I was like, holy, <laughs> holy shit this, this is incredible this is like you know how, how did you find it because like you know how like all the, a lot of the first person shooters these days have gone towards the whole okay well we've done world war one so let's move towards something more techy so that we can kind of add in like extra features that you obviously can't have like in a world war one game or yeah. like whatever so how did you find it compared to that because i mean it is oh, like you know old I, school 
I know nothing about World War One. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's all World War Two on the History but, Channel way. Yeah, but but I've heard people talk about it, and they they've definitely hammed it up. You know, yeah. to make it a, a functioning shooter, like yeah. so, so that it's not clunky. So it's not like we've got tanks that break down every, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but, just a awesome. Like I, I'd like to think of it as a first person shooter wrapped in like World War One like yeah. theme, mm-hmm. but but that's pretty much it. it plays fantastic. Like I, I really fucking enjoyed it. Like the the planes are way more agile than they were. Yeah, yeah. And reality, like apparently they could only turn left or something back in those days. <laughs> yeah, but no. Like Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, you can like fly them under rocks and shit. Oh, fuck that. Um, dude, back, back, in, back in the day, like when they wanted to drop bombs, they were just like hand dropping yeah, them yeah, yeah. from, from the, the pilot's That's like yeah, the you're, you're not, way of doing yeah. it. You're not hand dropping bombs. <laughs> just throwing bombs at people, yeah, bro. Yeah, just like, chucking them. <laughs> That's fucking cool, though, because like, um, like, I looked up at some of the bombers flying around, and they're fucking huge. They're like these massive right. ass, like multi-winged planes. I don't think they had just like drifting have, around. I'm sure, they didn't have those in World War One. I, I yeah, thought man. it was all they like were, was it no, the they Baron planes. Like I'm sure that was... they they had they had big bombers. Um, like they didn't they weren't like the World War Two ones. Yeah. Um, like big and they were just larger looking ones of the okay. the Red Baron type ones. Huh. Um, but fuck, man. Like there was one point I was playing with my brother. And he was, uh, we're just running around shooting shit, and he's like, oh shit, look, there's a sandstorm coming in. Oh, wow. And this big fucking wall of sand and dust just starts sweeping across the map, like, slowly. Like, you see in, like, fucking nature documentaries yeah, 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 and yeah. shit. Oh, wow. Like, they just nailed the look of it. And there was this plane flying in front of it, and you see it, like, turn around and start, like, <laughs> making, making a break for it. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> and, like, it was just so real. Like, yeah. They just awesome. fucking nailed I hope it. it. I hope like a sandstorm or storm like that would actually affect how the planes pilot. Yeah, totally. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you can't see shit once it hits. You can like right. you, that your view distance gets heavily restricted. So, a plane so you wouldn't can see anything. Yeah. yeah, you can like I don't know if it actually uh, affects how you fly, but uh, definitely like you've got a high chance of just flying into something. Yeah, that's, that's gonna awesome. be an awesome thing to throw in for just the players that are on the ground though as well. Because you're going to be yeah. wandering around like, okay, I'm a sniper. I've got, I don't, got no idea what the fuck I'm doing now. And then suddenly you walk into like a nest of just dudes that are standing there waiting out the storm. That's great. Get blasted out and shit. You know, yeah, yeah. Cool. A grenade in there. There were like houses all around the place. Mm. So like, you know, the sandstorm hits and you're like, fuck, I'll just go inside. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's fine. So like, yeah, it fully changes like how everyone starts. That's to awesome fight. though. Right? It's so awesome to be able to play a game that is so suddenly affected by like an outside thing that's going yeah. to change the way you play it and it's random I mean? as well it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. at this point in the match there's going to be a sandstorm it's like it could happen it could not there yeah. was also fog rolled in um which was different again so what were the levels like because i've seen i've seen the desert levels and like the it kind was of just the one on the beta. oh was that is the only one on the beta, it was just it? that that oh, yeah. Desert yeah, one two different game modes. tatooine tatooine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude yeah um it, it's badass like um you've got a knife right as well like you've got a, you've got a bunch of weapons so like, uh, you've even got weapons. a gas mask oh really <laughs> yeah yeah so in uh, like battlefield 4 you would, you had like a laser sight they've switched that out for gas masks so if there's like yeah gas clouds around you just mm. chuck that on yeah run through it do you have to um, do the um do you have to like change your filter or anything like that is there anything like or is it just like you i don't put think the gas so, i think you've just got to remember to put it on yeah, yeah. um otherwise you'll start choking um <laughs> one th- one great thing that they've added though is like the man- maneuverability like you can uh, climb over head high walls and shit now. Oh, cool! Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And like, if you're sprinting and you come across a door, you can just barge it down like Cam. Yeah, like Cam. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's an end joke there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, inside joke, boys. 
um yeah like the the movement is so much better like i remember playing doom yeah and like just the ability to look at a ledge jump at it and you'll grab it and pull it up it it's makes like, all the difference eh, towards yeah. gameplay and stuff as well it, yeah. it, may, it makes movement feel so much more natural so do you think it's going to take you away from overwatch that's a hard one. It depends how many other people jump in on it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because Overwatch is amazing for different reasons. Yeah. Like, Overwatch is, like, that intimacy of Overwatch, like, like six on six. group, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, like, it's amazing. There, there are two games doing the same thing, but in completely different ways. Different scales and stuff like that. Yeah. Eh? yeah. Um, like, you can't be someone who gets shot at a bunch of times in Battlefront. Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're not going to be There's, a tank, dude. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Unless you, uh, unless you get a tank. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Fact, actually, yeah. it was crazy. Like, because you know how the World War One tanks are like these real crazy designs. Yeah, they're pretty great. Um, there was like two moments where like I'd go around a corner or over a ridge, and I'd be looking at this weird object, and just be like, <laughs> "What the fuck is that?" And then it like turns around. I was like, "Oh shit, it's a tank!" <laughs> and start like bailing for it, and um. Like, I thought that must have happened in real life, because World War One, like... Yeah, it was the first time they were ever used. There would be, yeah. like, you know, Bosnian chicken farmers who had never heard of a tank. Yeah. You'd see this big metal thing and be like, what is that? And then suddenly it blows up your mate. Yeah. Well, can you yeah. imagine, like, being in the trench and just hearing the ground rumble and be like, what the hell is that? Yeah, the and then this, this giant thing? tread thing comes over you. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God. That would be crazy, though, because, like, if you'd never seen anything like that before, it must be being like, you know, like, like say, like, back in the day when, um like, the Spanish dudes started invading, you know, like... South America and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, know, and you know what I mean. It's like like you like some dude must have like you know some like like Aboriginal guy standing on like the shore or something and sees yeah. like a boat turn up. You mean the end of Apocalypto? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just like you see like a boat turn up and you're like, what the fuck yeah. is that? And then you yeah. see like people get off it and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, that's a must have been what it was like. It's like see aliens and up and you're like, what's going on, bro? Is this and then a they, God, they like... point a stick at you and then fire comes out of the end and you yeah. you die and you're yeah. like, what the hell was that? <laughs> These special effects, man. Yeah. Dude, I heard a story that. Um, just on on World War One, that like apparently the machine gun was invented then. Yeah, yeah. And like wars before that were the ones where you'd march up in a group. Yeah. You'd, you'd load up your gun and Musket. you'd shoot at the yeah. other guy. Like you just take turns or whatever. Yeah. And they'd never combat. seen a freaking machine gun. Mm. And so this thing was just plowing people down, oh, and they were just dude. marching, just cannon oh, fodder for dude. days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the commanders were just marching people at this thing because that's what they getting mowed down. Dude, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that does hardcore history. He had a really good thing about World War One, mm. and um, how like most of the nations involved were completely unprepared for the like mechanized warfare, and the French were so unprepared um, that their cavalry uh, was still basically wearing armor and swords, oh my God. and with like big poofy like feathers and like <laughs> yeah. looking from, fabulous, like, ready for war. Yeah, yeah from yeah, like yeah. the Napoleon like <laughs> conquest I mean, get some era. Shit in their back yeah, pockets. and so they just charged out, waving their swords on their like brightly coloured and just got slaughtered completely. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! Have you heard those stories about like mustard gas or whatever? I've heard about like oh, I think it was from World War Two though about like firebombing and stuff that was like pretty ruthless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Enough World War One. I know about talk. mustard gas <laughs> and, the, and the peeing on a rag to what mustard gas? How you like you pee yeah. on a rag to to stop it from poisoning? You. I think that's an urban legend, man. No, no. The, the, Canadi- <laughs> the Canadians. No, I'll, I'll show you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. There was a story before they like got gas masks all prepared and shit. Yeah, they, um, yeah, would just piss on a handkerchief or something. And really? 
Put it over there. I wonder mouth. how they found that out, eh? It wasn't yeah, even yeah. to say. They were just doing it for the lols and they're like, we survived, boys. What are we doing right here? I don't understand. This is the thing the Canadians do as a pastime. <laughs> just like that one weird guy in the um in the army who like loves to sniff his own piss or something. <laughs> you can't understand why he survived the war. It's yeah, like, don't worry, bro. Dude, tell us your secret, man. It's, it's like jellyfish, G. It doesn't even matter, eh? That's <laughs> awesome. Dude, okay, have you guys been playing anything? Nah, man. Uh, like, like when I was on the podcast last time, obviously I was like balls deep into Pokemon. Yep. So that lasted all of like two weeks. Pokeballs like, deep in Pokemon? Yeah, Pokeballs <laughs> deep in Pokemon, yeah. man. Eh? Um, that lasted all of kind of two weeks and then I just, it fizzled out like it did, you know, for everybody. Yeah. You suddenly just yeah. never hear of it again. All the Pokemon it dropped. Stopped, it had yeah. a hard drop off I, I saw in the news. Like, yeah, it just, I don't know, man. It needed, it just needed that extra content of like being able to battle each mm. other. And stuff. Like, it's just one of those things that's like, dude, like you've got such a, game that's just come out and hit so heavily you need to keep following it up with shit mm. because this is going to run out so quick and then it just did and everyone's like fuck it you know what i, I mean? think also because weren't they actually pretty um tight-lipped about what they're actually working on next yeah like, i got no idea right? i haven't they're really not like um they're not keeping like players informed of what's coming nah exactly so, you got to keep the hype train yeah going, you got to yeah. keep that hype train going because otherwise people go well i don't it, Nothing seems to be coming on the horizon. Well, that's exactly it. There's playing. only so many times I can throw balls at Pokemon before I'm kind of like, I need a bit of extra gameplay than yeah, just yeah. tapping and throwing. You or know at least I mean? just know that like, yeah, something yeah, yeah, exactly. good is coming. Exactly. You know? just, yeah. Because then nah. you're like, is this it? Um, um, if that's it, then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so now I've just still been heavily into Overwatch since then. Eh? So oh, yeah. that's, the, that's my main bay. So I'm sticking with uh, getting into that competitive who's, mode. Who's, who's your... Who's your main? Bro, my main's either Pharaoh or Rain. Reinhardt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boy. Gotta charge down those doors, dog. Oh, yeah. Smash charge that down those it. doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, Overwatch has got real good recently, actually. Since the uh, new competitive patch came out, I think it's a lot better. Um, it's a lot tougher. Right. What did they change? So, like, they changed the ranking system, um, and I think it works a lot better. Um, they've basically spread out the ranks from, like, because it used to be, like, 1 to 100 to, like, 1 to 5,000 now. And okay. you get grouped in groups of 500. So, say if you're, like, between, like, 2000 and 2500 you've got like a gold rank and above that it's like platinum or below that it's like silver and bronze or whatever okay so the groupings work a lot better to um match you up with players of like the same skill because the skill margin is like wider now but it makes more sense because like the difference between what it used to be like a rank like 35 to like a 40 was like massive mm. like it was like it was huge and like you'd get players that would just get carried by teams that would have like higher ranks or whatever so that doesn't happen as much now um like there's still issues with it and shit like that but i think it's a lot better it's made the games a lot more fun and i've got a lot more mates on it now as well so it's kind of like filling out those six-man teams help a lot um how many people from work are playing it um or do you play with regularly from work from work no one really apart from you ed really um like cam cam was in it and then he was just like nah bro legion's coming out Oh, we right, play with Cam's yeah. girlfriend. It's mainly her mates. You know what I mean? Like randoms that you kind of play with, random. and you just like start adding them, and then suddenly they're your like yeah. internet weirdo friends and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, it's real good, man. Fuck, I'm like still so nuts about that game, eh? It's yep. so good. It's real fun to have a uh, like full six player team. Eh? Yeah, totally. And um, just like simple shit, like being able to call out where dangers coming. Yeah, from. yeah, like, exactly. Because I mean, when you when you go into it solo queued, like you, you're gonna get one or two things. You're either gonna get a team that wants to talk and work together real well. Or you're going to get a team where there's one super salty dude that's telling everyone to fuck off and no one else is saying anything and then you just lose because no one's got any fucking synergy whatsoever. That was my experience during the beta and and it (laughs) made me really like not like the game. Oh, dude, it's so like that. And and yeah, I don't know. I think that's the weird thing about it is that like 
it's better when there's competitive play out because quick play now is just totally fun. Mm. Like you don't have like I don't feel any pressure whatever when I'm playing mm. quick play. I can do whatever I want. It's I, I can pick a character that I've never played before and I don't really That's care cool. about the stats cuz it's quick play. Yep. But when you're in competitive you stick to your mains and yeah, you stick to yeah. like how you know how to play and it's so much more intense. And it's awesome when you win and but when you lose you're like you're Ooh. fucked off, man, you know. But then um like we were saying just just before that um when you lose because of the matches are so fast you're just like all right i'm just going to do another one yeah you know, totally because totally. they're what like how long is a match normally man, it like, can be anything 15, man. It can, it can, nah, nah, nah. like i've played matches where it's been like two like in competitive it's longer because mm. you've got to have two matches at a minimum to uh, kind yeah, of like yeah. balance out the stats and see who progress the furthest yeah so like a competitive match will probably last about 15 to 20 minutes right Quick, quick play can be anywhere from like two minutes if you're really good to hmm. you know five to seven or some shit like that yeah um yeah I think Blizzard's sure. Blizzard's really like perfected that match oh, like dude, timing that, that, that game will keep you interested for ages yeah. just because of how and like a how skilled the characters are you have to learn like obviously there's easier characters to learn than other ones that are like harder mm. like DPS characters and shit like that but also the intensity of the matches and how short they are will keep you going for ages like it's been weird man I've been going home like almost every day since Overwatch came out and been playing it from like 7 until like 1 in the morning oh man and I'm not bored of it like yeah. at all I've clocked up like 200 hours now and I'm just like holy fuck man you this go game to bed is still... just being like one more match yeah pretty much like yeah. I'm like bro I need that it... golden weapon eh? <laughs> like come on yeah. bro I need those points it's so easy to do just get yeah. like sucked into yeah. a stream of playing that game yeah Um. but yeah I, I, I remember uh, before it came out because um, like I thought it looked cool but I was like I don't know from playing League of Legends or mm. Dota or something like I tried those games and been put off by the community. Mm. Um, I was like, there's just going to be a whole bunch of like little bitches whining about you not playing properly. Yep. Um, but I actually found there's not there's a way less of it than I thought there would be. There's like it's, you come you come across the odd douchebag, but usually people are pretty intolerant of that kind of behavior. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They just kind of you know poke at them and go ah. Stupid, angry motherfucker. <laughs> do you do you think that is because the matches are so short, like the investment into that one game and how well you do is not really what that much? So, you, like, I don't know. People don't get as intense because, like, in Dota, you got like forty minute games that mm. you know you don't want to spend most of an hour and then end up losing because you know one or two people are crappy. I'd say that definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also. With like George was saying, with uh, quick pay- play and competitive, mm. like I I don't play competitive just because I don't know I don't play often enough yep. to um I don't want to drag down a team mm-hmm. with my inconsistent play. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, no, I'd, I'd say that helps. Yeah, um, I definitely think it's one of those things where it's it's who you know on there as well. Like I yeah. like I probably wouldn't play competitive as much if I was just playing solo. Right, like totally, man. Like, because yeah. that—that's in solo queues where you kind of come across the douchebags and shit. Like, and like, like I don't care. Mm. Like, I can take shit and I'll just give shit back because I like don't give a fuck, you know. Like, whatever. Yeah. But I can totally see how, like, you know, like a kid's gonna be playing that, yeah. and some fucking twenty-five-year-old dude is gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's not gonna want to play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like, I—I I totally get getting pissed off at that game because, like, that's what it, that's what makes it good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're not getting angry at a game, you're not immersed in it. So you're just kind of just like, well, when you win, you win really well and you're super ecstatic and when you lose you're fucked off but that's what keeps mm. you kind of going um but i mean in, in competitive i'm normally always playing with like a five or six man team right and i think the thing is is that like you know these people and they're they're getting angry with you and it's more of a thing yeah. of like 
what do we do wrong? How do we change it? Mm. And like you're kind of salty together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to like it's, blaming. It's so easy to blame it all on one person in mm. a solo queue. As yeah, opposed to Yeah, because like it's someone team. you don't know. Yeah. And someone that ha- like it's different if like you're trying to blame one person that you know like in your group. Yeah. And they can just like, you know, um, give you shit back. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's, it's exactly. Yeah. It. And I mean like, I mean, it's still it, like I mean, it still happens in competitive. Like, where we'll have like a five man team, we'll have like one random, and then if we lose, we're like that random sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're useless, bro. What are you doing? Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't find the community that bad on Overwatch. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely got pissed off at people before, but I mean, yep. you're just pissed off because you lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And your rank goes down, and you're kind of like, oh god, I was so close to like getting that platinum rank, and now I'm like 200 points off from the 20 away I was from, but. But, I mean, you know, the yeah. games are so short, you can just keep going. Yeah, you can just yeah. keep going. And then, like, and I think it's one of those things as well where you kind of, like, step away. And when you step away, you realize, it's just a fucking game, man. Like, That's true. Like, I'm not going professional. Like, yeah. come on. You know what yeah. I mean? But you just, yeah. you, those those dreams get instilled in you when you start having, like, good matches and shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that should go for a lot of games. Like, some sometimes people get so devoted into... Mm into the games that you do need to step back and say man this is just a game it's not like the yeah, end of the totally, world totally that's totally it but it, I is, mean, it is for entertainment i think the thing is though is that it's that thing where because there is so much skill in the game and it's such a team-based game so it's not mm. only your own skill it's yeah. like understanding the composition of the team and what's needed to change yeah that that level of depth brings you to a point where you kind of start learning it and shit like that and when you become invested in it like that yeah that's when you're like okay well it might just be a game but it's still something that I'm trying to get good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you've got that competitive nature, then that type of game is just going to suck you in. And that's why it's so easy to get sucked into it, I think, because that's what happens. And next thing you know, you're like eight hours later trying to fucking achieve yep. different ranks and shit. Oh, I, I do find that the people who complain a lot are usually the ones who are less likely to like change a character to oh, totally, yeah. help the team or like, they usually just shit. Yeah, it's it's like it's the guys that pick DPS characters yeah. that want the glory but then don't do fuck all because they don't know how to play them properly and then suddenly you're stuck as like like I don't mind playing support, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm more than happy to go healer if like if like you know, I'll do it, like whatever. Mm. But you get these people that play DPS and they don't know how to do it and they're like complaining that they're not getting heals and it's kinda like, dude, I can't heal you if I keep dying because none of these characters have fucking died that mm. you haven't killed yet. Like It's like somebody wants to play Han Solo and have everyone else support them. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly they they what think it is. teamwork is Everyone supports me. Yeah. yeah why, exactly. why is no one doing exactly what I want? This yeah. Why are we playing as a team? And, and, and that's exactly. Yeah. It. Yeah. There's no like, teamwork. <laughs> the thing is that when you've got mates online that you you work with in a group, like that's the best thing about it. Like we know in our group, like who's the good DPS, who's the good support, like who's mm. the good tank, like and like I'm more than happy to fill out those roles. You know, like I normally play like a rain as like a like a tank, and I'm like I'll get like like a medal every time for like kills and shit like yeah. that. But it's like, I know that my mate is a bit of DPS than I am. And I'm yeah. more than happy to like stand in front of him with a shield while he fucking wipes them out. Yeah. And I like escort a payload or whatever. Because you know that you're working together and that synergy is like. Yeah, the team happens. is more important yeah, than totally. you getting that headshot. That's totally yeah. it, bro. And, but like you still improve because of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do. Because yeah. that's the way that you advance in that yeah. game as, as, as a team. Yeah. Like, like me and my friends have come up against teams that have just completely outclassed us because mm. they know what they're doing. Yeah. Who's good at what role. And we were just like, we were a bunch of Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just trying to get your own kills and shit. And, yeah, yeah. That, like, and I mean, that happens, man. Like, there's there's definitely been games where like, like as a Reinhardt, right? Like, like I've mained him and I've got like 60 hours on him now or like some shit like that. Like so much hours. And like his whole thing is that like, if you're on like a payload level, you've just got to stand on that yeah. thing and just push that shit forward. Yeah. And you kind of realize at some points, like if you're playing with randoms, they're all off having random fights around yep. the map, but forgetting that 
if we just stuck to <laughs> this payload, payload <laughs> yeah. we'd be winning because they yeah. wouldn't be able to do anything because we we're going to have like this condensed team of six against like yeah. these random dudes that are running in constantly one by one and getting slaughtered. Yeah. But they don't. And then suddenly you're like this rain getting flanked by like two characters. And like if that happens to you, like you might have like the most health and shield of the entire game, but you're, you're still a melee character that's yeah. going to get wiped out by anybody with a ranged weapon. Do you know what I mean? So. I don't know, but yeah, man, that game is fucking awesome. There's such a noticeable difference between a team that plays together and like just goes off and does their own shit. Like teamwork uh, accounts for so much in that game. Like you just easily roll another team. Yeah, just understanding what's needed. eh? Yeah, I mean that goes for like their other game, like Heroes of the Storm, is exactly the same. Like once a team starts actually working together and communicating properly, then they just steamroll teams that don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you still get those people who are just like, I'm going to be a fucking one-man army. And yeah, they, and they are, they're not because that's they the game the isn't built around being a no. one-man army. It's about being a team. Yeah. 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 It's usually I think, Genji's. Yeah. I think that's like the... Yeah, there's Genji carries <laughs> it. Genji's. Um, I think that's still like the only, the only problem that I do still have with it in the competitive is the fact, like they have fixed it to a degree, which is quite good, um, is the fact that if you lose, you still lose points. Right. Um, They fix it to a degree now where if you got like medals say say if you win a game and you've got like a lot a lot of medals you're going to still get way more points to add towards your rank so like if you win you're going to get a certain amount but if you've got medals you're going to earn more okay and if you lose but you've played really well you're going to lose less points but you still lose points yeah um and that's like that's one thing that still kind of gets me like i i, I don't know like i think that initially if you say if you win or lose a game there should be like a base rate of like you lose 20 points or you win 20 points mm. and then depending on how well you played in that game, you can either decrease that or whatever. So if you're like, you lose the game, but you got like four golds on your team, you could potentially still win points, but it'll be way less because you had the initial drawback right. of that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so the losing team would start, well, once the points are tallied, they start at like negative 20 or something. Yeah, yeah. And then how well you do is just taking off from that. So yeah, you yeah, may yeah, end but, up but not then, losing but anything. You, like, but then if you did do super shit and you didn't get anything, yeah. then you'd lose more, you'd which lose I can more. totally agree yeah, with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it could, it could mean that like I'm still gaining points because I'm on a team that's losing, but I'm still playing really well. And I think that that's mm. kind of like the mix of, you know, ranked play where it's a team game, but you're still soloing quite well or whatever. Mm. Like that's the only issue that I have with it. Whereas at the moment yeah. it's still just nah, you're going to lose points or you're going to win them. And mm. like, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, come on, man. Like sometimes you can't help who you're matched with. Like, sure. especially yeah. you're in solo queue or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. you know and it takes so long to get back to a certain point because yeah. like you know but i mean that's the only quarry that i have with the game but um, i mean how do you feel about like how they determine the play of the match um i yeah i don't know i've got like i've got a few issues with it as well just because it seems to be the same characters over and over yeah um so that's bastion. what's really weird is that like i've got mates that are yeah and it's not it's not bashed anymore bro it used to be it's more like Hanzo's, Genji's, right. and Mercy's that are getting plays of the game at the moment. Oh, at least Mercy is getting oh, something. Oh, dude, yeah, like it was good. Like every so often you'd see, like before, like, I think it's been since the latest patch, like before this patch, you'd see Mercy's get play of the games, like every so often. But it would have to be like an awesome. It'd have to be a team. It would, it would have to be like something. a four or more revive, which yeah. is fair enough. But now you're seeing like two person revives and it's like a play of the match. And you're kind of okay. like, but what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I think that they still need to kind of figure out a way to get like, um, support characters more mm. plays of the game because they can count for so much yeah you know what i mean it, like 
like support characters mm. are so core, like like Zinyatas and shit yep. like that. Yeah, like everyone's like he's a support character. Dude, I swear to God, Zinyatas wipe out more people Dude. than anybody yeah. else in that game. They just sit at the back line, just discording and just shooting off like shit, and they're mm. super powerful because of it. You know what I mean? Um, a good Zenyatta does so much for yeah. a team, eh? Like, your brother is an insane Zenyatta. Yeah. And it's just like, you, when you've got a good Zen on your team, you're just like, like, when you first started playing, you'd be like, oh, he's so weak. And now it's just like, dude, that's the tank killer right there. But is he the kind of character that you don't actually, like, because you say he just kind of sits at the back mm. throwing Discord orbs, like, that is uh, not as active as like jumping in the front line and like blowing away. Well, it's it's a bunch not of as dudes. active, but it's so effective, bro. Yeah. Usually, how he gets play of the game is his ultimate. Yeah, it's like a big um, area of super healing. Okay. Um. So if he like prevents a shit ton of damage by doing that, he'll yeah, get it. like mm. sucking up other people's ultimates and shit like that. Mm. Same with Divas, man. The amount of times that I've like played as Pharah and started popping off like an ulti from behind people, and a Diva will turn around and just suck it all up. Well, like her thing is just infuriating bro i love doing um, that yeah yeah like, it's uh, it's totally satisfying when you're the one doing it but when you're like about to wipe out a team and that happens that's yep. the worst um yep. i yeah I, I don't know i still think they need to figure out a way to kind of stop hanzos and and genjis and, mm-hmm. and divas and all fairness getting those because like you know all they've got to do is go in and just let it off and yeah. you've got to wipe out four people instantly and it's not interesting to watch but sometimes you'll see like a play of the game from like a mccree or whatever where it's just not even them doing an ulti, it's just them popping Being off awesome. like four yeah. fucking people at once, yeah. like just from playing well. Do you know what I mean? And that's the kind of plays that I like to see. It needs to like detect what ultimates were used, you know, yeah. and maybe be like prioritize a McCree just being awesome, oh, like over over uh, just the just amount a, of kills as, in one go, yeah, yeah over yeah. just like an ult killing a bunch of guys. And I think I don't know. I think that's one of the main reasons as well that I like to play Rain is that like whenever Rain gets a play of the game, it's fucking sick because mm. his ult, like yeah, his ult's good. Like his ult will wipe, you know, like make them all fall down or whatever, but yeah. it doesn't kill them. You know what I mean? So whenever you see a Rain play of the game, it's always like some dude getting charged. A, like fire strike getting thrown off then an ulti getting thrown down and finishing them off with like a hammer swing so it yeah. always looks cinematic and sick you know what i mean <laughs> yeah as opposed to just a junk rat that's just got a you yeah know, like a wheel spinning around that, that wheel just out something there blows then. up and three people are dead or whatever yeah. you know so i mean they do need to kind of fix that but it's kind of like, i've got no idea how they would do it mm. like you, you know everyone it, wants to see the mass kills do you think it would be a cool idea to show your play of the like game as well well i mean you do like get maybe not, maybe not to everyone because like it will take a long time after yeah the, yeah yeah <laughs> after um, the match the, well you do get highlights you do get like a highlight reel that you can look into on your thing like oh, after really? the game and it'll okay. show like a moment from the game where you played really well right like, there's been heaps of times where like i would have done something that i thought that got play the game yeah. and then it didn't because like a mercy res like four people or whatever yeah. um i like the idea that you can save those, but you can't at the moment. Like, I mean, unless you've got like game recording tech. Yeah. I mean, I know they've got like the Facebook Live thing at the moment. Um, I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to be able to show that off. Like, even if actually, even if you can view other people's career profiles, mm. even if you could chuck some of those videos into that and be like, what's one of their best plays yeah. and see and see how good they are from that standpoint mm. would be fucking sick. Like, yeah. I'd love that. Yeah, if they could mark, cool. if you could mark one of these plays as your best play ever, yeah. and it's like right up there on your profile, then people yeah. can watch it. That, like, that would Damn. be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much space it's going to take up on the Overwatch like, yeah, that's true. service yeah. and memory banks and shit. Make I, it into a GIF. Well, maybe they just like restricted to, I don't know, three or whatever. Yeah. Three, 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 three GIFs. Or maybe, like maybe if they had like a selection of like three videos that you could see, 
like at the end of it, so there'd be like like three plays of the game, and you can yeah. click on one to be like, okay, what did this person do? So you might not have necessarily seen like everyone see the same mercy res or whatever. Mm. You might see like a Genji doing something crazy or whatever, and then like upvote it yeah. or some shit. Because you're, you're voting for stuff at the end anyway. Yeah. You should yeah, vote yeah, for yeah, exactly. We should be able to vote for the play of the game yeah. and then just you know whatever. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. But then it also is like it, it takes longer to get. Yeah, into yeah. The next I mean, match, that, that, so. that's compromise, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like well, fuck. Do you want to add you this much it? to post match or, yeah. or whatever? I don't know. I like. I mean, I I definitely do get bored of seeing plays of the game where it's just a Hanzo shoot yeah, for a for wall sure. yeah. and suddenly wiping out three people. Um, yeah. but I mean, then you do see plays of the game that are well, just if you, amazing. I mean, since we're just speculating bullshit, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if, if if instead of like the one play of the game thing, like you say, you have three, but they're playing at the same time, mm. so you can just then pick on which one, and then it'll like blow out to the full screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah, of sure. like watching one. Watching watch another, another and then watching watch another. another. One. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, definitely, man. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see it, but I mean, that's not my like biggest issue with the game. Yeah, I know. It's, so, it's, I mean, you yeah. know, whatever it is, it is what it is. I mean, Mercy Res is a pretty boring. Like, yeah. there's been definitely been times where like we've got a Mercy Res on our team that has just completely saved us. Yeah, and just saved us from death in like the last ten seconds of mm. the game, which is awesome. But yeah. um, it's just boring to watch, you know. Right. Like the play of the game should be the most like intense part of the battle that you get to see and mm. whatever, you know. I think I mean? it, it's just the nature of having a computer decide what's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, it must be pretty damn hard to oh, create yeah, totally. something that re- looks at that data and goes, "That'll be cool to watch." Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I don't hold that much stock in play of the game. Like, oh, I'm, totally I'm more bro. into the the cards at the end. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Seeing what those stats are, that's always pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I always like getting on there. Mm. Um, yeah, and getting like five people up for you for your yeah for, for your, your plays and shit. Yeah, especially when you've played really fucking well. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, like there's definitely been matches where I've just been like, holy shit! If I don't get on this board at the end, and then you do, and you're like, you boy, I wiped yeah. you out. Like, <laughs> no, wait, what is this card system? So, so the card system is like, um, you you get like these four things at the end that have like the players that kind of played the best and yep. it'll be their stats. So it might be like a mercy that like healed like 50% of the entire team's damage yep. throughout the course of the game or someone who got like crazy kill participation that got like 60% of the kills in the game. Mm-hmm. And then you basically upvote the one that you think's the best. That's awesome. And I think you get extra points from it. If you like, if you get five votes on a thing, mm-hmm. um, you get like, special stat but then if you get 10 votes on it because obviously you've only got like six players on each team yeah um i had one recently which is the best match that i've ever played like it was like maybe a week or so ago i played a pharah mm. and we were playing a control map so the whole point of it was like that you were killing people and i got something like i'm not sure if you were playing with me yet or not eh? but we got, i got something like 70 percent kill participation oh wow as a pharah i got like 64 oh, eliminations and forty thousand damage done which was like double wow. the amount of damage that i've ever done in any one game and I got voted from like everybody on my team and the other team. Oh, wow, just that's being like, awesome. fuck, yeah. like you carried, bro. Do you know what I mean? See, what's cool is even there, the other team is like, yeah, oh, this guy's pretty good. There's dude, like a respect. Totally. Too, yeah. totally. Like, if, if, like, when you're getting wiped out by another team, you're getting fucking angry, but you can totally respect a player. Yeah. Like, I think it, it's like that with almost every character, unless it's a Genji. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going up against a Genji that's doing that, you're just pissed off. But if you're going up against a guy that's yeah. like, you know, anything else, you know, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's always a cool thing to see because yeah. you can just be like, "Holy shit, dude! You just saved this team with mm. all of the shit." Yeah, but, for um, sure, dude. I'm gonna have to cut off this Overwatch conversation. <laughs> that's fair enough. Move, move on to some about, questions. Uh, Grand Theft Auto now. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we had some 
things unsettled. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Witcher. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so go on to Facebook. Uh, Brandon asked a question, and he he's a he's a friend of the show. Yeah, he's a he's a listener Very friend active. of the show. Yeah. Um, he's interested in what hearing what we've been working on, what we've been spending our time on, and what we're most proud of in the last patch. Going, taking it back to. Path of Exile. Mm. Blake, you've, you've been doing some art. Um, anything I did, I, I didn't do anything major. I just did like bits and pieces here and there, like to it, fill it in was the... so It was so level he- heavy, you know, mm. just with labyrinths and stuff. Yeah, and but like the majority of it, like 90% of the labyrinth was stuff, was made from uh, environment tiles that we already have. Yeah. And I just like added like a few, like that last 10% that just fit like, Come yeah, well, necessary tiles that were... Well, were yeah, needed. yeah. But, like, I can't really think of anything that I was particularly, like... You made some pretty cool switches, right? Didn't you make some of those oh, switches and oh, levers yeah, and stuff? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, about the labyrinth, you mean. I was thinking of um, Atlas. Oh, crap, yeah. Dude, I'm way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> labyrinth is, like, six months ago, yeah, man. Come on, man. Sorry, I, I, I just remembered, like, Josiah's talk. Oh, right, yeah. Thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah that, that was the last um, one, right? I mean, we yeah, like that... that the question is probably about Atlas, right? Not, yeah, not yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> ignore. That. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I actually can't think of too much that I did. Me neither. Yeah, on that, <laughs> dude. It, Nothing I'm particularly. So like, you guys, you guys just slacked off, basically. Yeah, <laughs> we've been working on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we didn't do sure a GDC talk, and you know, <laughs> talk about what we've been working on, but we've been working. Yeah. What, what did, about you did guys? Some item drops, did you? I, I did actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah which, which I think is actually an animator's job. Oh, <laughs> well, you'd think that. No, item drops. Yeah. 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 Um, fitting the items to the characters, mm. like manipulating the mesh. Yep. I, I feel like that's something a modeler should do. Well, now when we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. If, man. So hold on. Do you want to tell the listeners about this beef? Because this is like an ongoing it's, it's, issue. It's really in bizarre. It's really weird because. Um, we 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 have to rig armor to each of the characters when when there's new armor, obviously. Yeah. Just just to have it fit and move correctly. It, it involves a lot of weight painting, which is fun. Yeah. But it also involves a lot of just resizing because we we'll get the armor made for one character, and then we fit it to to every other character. Um, and Ed refuses to do any <laughs> vertex pushing or anything. I, he won't, I, I he won't scale anything. He won't. Guns, mate. <laughs> he won't. Yeah, and and it's not just Ed. Sam's the exact same. The whole <laughs> like, animation department is like, like, <laughs> we, we never had this before. Why is the animation department besides dicks, bro? <laughs> Don't you know we're generalist man far out? It, it's, it's really bizarre. We're just above this modeling shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is beneath us. Yeah, eh? yeah. I mean, you know, you don't ask a prince to fucking shine your shoes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, we, we, I don't know. It's, it's dealing with something that, um, we're not comfortable with. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, for me, I don't want to fuck it up. You yeah. know, I don't want Marauder to go so around with fear. these like giant ass hands because I fucking want to reshape it. I, I'm yeah. in the camp of, you, you get in there, you get used to it. You, you learn from this experience that you, <laughs> you know, you learn but, from breaking the game, but, but <laughs> you don't it. do it again. Yeah. Well, well, you don't commit it right into the game, but, but you <laughs> know, you work on it. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, um, attaching the gloves and doing the weight painting yep. and doing the drop animations mm-hmm. and all that. I, all I asked for was just like pre-sized gloves. Mm-hmm. 
That's but that that's like or, the, or that's the hard the part. It's not a lot to ask for, is it, Ed? No, it's nah, not. Nah, I, yeah. I would just expect the modelers to do their fucking job, <laughs> really, is, is all it comes down to. But waiting them... Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't go, you know, half to a, an attack animation, hand it off to the programmers and go, you know, you, you can do the rest. It's, it's not just, the same. <laughs> it's, it's just follow through, through, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just do the key, the keyframes and then get them to do it. Yeah, exactly. They're, You're a busy man, aren't you? You've got, uh, you got a lot of shit to do, mate. Oh, no mate, time for this bullshit. You, yeah. you should you got, see my issue list. You've got it's, tentacles <laughs> to do, man. You don't yeah. have time for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. So... I can't. I actually can understand where it's coming from. Yeah, not doing work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because like when you okay, so when you model the um, the armors, right? Mm. Uh, why why would it be so much more difficult just to then bring in the other characters and then change it to fit them and then send that to the um, the animators? I'm I'm gonna. This this week coming up, I'll send you an issue. I'm, I've got I've got too many environments. Yeah. To do oh, yeah. <laughs> oh geez, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm too busy. Yeah. Is it more? Is it more one of those things that? But it's you like... don't you don't make a prince. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it is it more one of those things that you guys kind of just viewed as like the bumboy job? It's tedious, man. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like rotoscoping. Sure. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like the bumboy job. So you just don't yeah. want to do it. No, you get the same thing in concept art, man. Where you get a few things that you're just kind of like, fuck. We like just some need people are good at rendering, right? So, yeah. Some pe- yeah. And totally. enjoy rendering. But I think that's the thing about our work is that, like, um, there's no structure, you know what I mean? Which is, like, it took a while to get used to, but I prefer it, you know mm. what I mean? Like, I'm glad that it's yeah. kind of, like, the art director and then just everybody else. Oh, whatever. yeah. And there's but, freedom there. But and it, Yeah, there's total freedom, but it, it, it does mean that you have to work as a generalist and you are going to get assigned whatever the hell you get assigned. Mm. Whereas, like, in any other company, you'd have, like, you know, the concept lead like you know like character concept artists environment concept artists and yep. then the 2d artists that are the guys that are going to do like all the icons and shit mm. like that whereas you know at least at our work it's you're going to do all of that yep. you know you could have like a issue where you're designing like a boss character for the next expansion and then you could be doing icons for a week mm. so <laughs> yeah you get a variety of things yeah to you do. get a variety of things and yep. i mean i mean it keeps it interesting i guess and it's like at least for me i know that like i mean i don't really like making icons that much like yeah a unique art and stuff like that but when it comes to like skill icons that are just you know 64 pixels by 64 pixels yeah, it can be boring but sometimes you don't want to really think about what you're doing and it's good to do that kind of stuff then because yeah it's just like a break like you can go into yeah. autopilot and yeah. you know what i mean rely on years of experience i guess to just kind of follow through yeah for sure um so did we answer well, no you just no, asked Ed, me Ed, did you yeah. did you did i do anything yeah for atlas, for of, atlas worlds? of worlds um, we know you didn't do any armor rigging or yeah, you, no. you did. I didn't. I didn't really do anything of, of note. I don't think. Um, huh? Nothing yeah. you're proud of? Oh man, yeah. what a humble this <laughs> yeah. Um Everything I do is fucking gold, so I can't really <laughs> oh, pick it out as um, as special. Um, I guess it was um, so humble. Yeah, yeah, humble as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I worked on the the boss fight. Um, what are we calling him? The shaper. The shaper. Yeah. Um, Senor Tentacle Face. Um, <laughs> yeah. He he was interesting because like like at a at a first glance of him, like he's not really like the most uh, epic looking of bosses. Like you know, before that there was a Zaro and he had like the big back piece and a ghost chick floating behind him yeah. and. All this shit, whereas this is just like a dude in a cloak with a face full of tentacles. Mm. Um, but he was actually quite groundbreaking in that he was um, 
he's two monsters sitting on top of each other. Yeah, you, you're going to talk about the 40 limit? The yeah, 50 yeah. Limit. so we, we've got a joint limit um, of 50 joints and 40 joints if the mesh has an alpha. And a, and a joint is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've got a limit of how much weed we can smoke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that explains so much. That's how, <laughs> that's how creativity happens, man. It's just yeah, man. 50 joints. Because <laughs> if you go over that limit, you know, you're just mong and you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. There's no animator getting done after that. Brady, yeah, yeah. food and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Too busy eating Doritos. It, it's just Doritos and that's fucking... The, yeah, you enter yeah. the Doritos zone and you're never coming back from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hole. Um, <laughs> but dude, the solution to that is to get two monsters to work together at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, as I said before, this guy had um, tentacles coming off his chin. He had eight of them. Mm. Eight? Yeah, eight. And so I was using three joints per tentacle so I could get, you know, a decent flow happening from them. Um, so, yeah, his head is a separate monster um, just so we could accommodate for the, the tentacles. Mm. And he also had, like, rags coming off him and shit, which I had to get some floatiness to. And... um. Yeah, that was it was hard work. You completely rigged the hood as well, right? Yeah, yeah, because he yeah he had to take off his hood halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot this guy had to do, like um, it seemed to just keep piling up. Yeah, like at first it was like, oh yeah, there's this boss fight and he's got all these joints. I was like, oh shit, that's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> dude, how <laughs> is that? it? And then they're like, oh, he's got to turn up and say this shit. Oh, he's got to walk through this frozen like thing for uh, the trailer and. Oh yeah, because he was rigged to float, so like his his feet were pointing down in the model. I remember and that. Shit. And then like after after curry day, yeah, like I was full of curry and all oh, food coming and shit. And Eric <laughs> comes up to me and he's like, "I've got this urgent issue for you." I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> it's the last thing you want to hear on a Friday. Yeah, eh? yeah. Like, come on, bro. I was planning on bailing out of here earlier. Right? <laughs> oh, no. And then he's like, "We we want the shaper to walk through through like war scenes." I and remember shit. you telling me this, bro. I remember you being, coming up to me being like. Fuck man, <laughs> I was so looking forward to chilling out, yeah. and now I've got like this intense thing that I've got to do for this trailer that needs to be out in three hours. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Holy crap! You only had three hours to do it. No, no it, was, it, it was, was. It wasn't until like the next day or something. It was. Shit, I was, was it? due on Tuesday. Okay, but it was like, and this was on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to, I came in on like Saturday and Sunday to right. re-rig this fucker so he could walk on his you feet. Had, man, you had to go right back to the rig. Yeah, there's there's a, a separate rig for that trailer. Yep, just so he can walk around. Um, because the 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 shaper in the game only has one bone in each foot. Jeez. Um, because the rest is on his like robes and shit. Um, but he's got what is it? He's got something like fifty animations on him because there's a variation of him doing stuff uh, with and without the hood, and then uh, everything I did on the body I had to copy over onto the head. File. So all up, there's about a hundred animation files God. on that guy. And for like, uh, as a comparison, like uh, another average, boss that you work, uh, the average boss, like how many animations would the av- the average boss would maybe be about twelve? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Are you serious? I never knew that. Yeah, so it's twelve to fifty. Yeah, fucking usually having a fucking nightmare at it's, work, bro. It's just what the hell's yeah. going on? I've, I've been stressing the fuck out. <laughs> but I'm so glad I'm a two D artist, bro. It's so much easier. <laughs> it's just like one file. That's it. Done. Dusted. Like, in, in that last week, um, I was seriously freaking out that I might not make it, like, finish everything <laughs> in time. And I was, I was doing, like, ridiculous hours. Um, but I got there, and it looks good, I thought. Yeah, I thought it looked good as well, especially through the trailers. But people went nuts about those trailers, eh? 
Like, yeah. man, when that shit came out for Atlas of Worlds, like, people were just saying, like, on YouTube, like, this is the best trailer that GGG's ever brought out. They were, dude, I, they were I've, great. I've got to agree, really, yeah, like, yeah. I really like those fucking trailers, man. I think that the whole tone that they set and just everything through that was just awesome, eh? Mm. Um, yeah, man, I, I did, really like what it they did. It turned out pretty good. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was quite a, because it, it was looking kind of average, like, mm. the, the cut they had done before they decided to, to change things up. Oh, before him walking. Before him walking, yeah. Oh, okay. It was um, just didn't have much of a punch to it. But then, yeah, oh, why was made, he just floating? These... Was that? Yeah, I I just kind of done some static looping poses, right. Of him standing there. Oh, okay. But then, like him walking through those like yeah, time frozen those, zones yeah. were fucking cool. Like my favorite yeah. scene is like there's a shot, um, where the camera is like between two library shelves, and he just yep. like walks. Like that's a great shot through the gap, yeah. and it's just that is that is amazing. That's some cinematic stuff yeah. that's happening. Yeah. They really nailed the tone with it, eh? Yeah, like just of the feel of that character was just awesome, man. Mm. And like, everything frozen around just, him, yeah. so he's like existing in this like weird frozen yeah, and this kind of like, like alternative world that's still there. Yeah, yeah, that that's still there. Like, but I really like you can't. Well. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun animating that guy, and I learned a shitload about rigging. Um, but I'm also glad to see the end of him. <laughs> it's one of those ones, eh? like learning curve, but you're kind of like, you're right, give me a break now, eh? Yeah, because like, I spent like, I think it was about a month and a half on him. Holy shit, dude. Just, just that, dude. Like, That's I had to flick all man. of my issues to Sam. Just I don't, like, I don't think I've man. ever spent a month and a half on anything. Like, like <laughs> you know, especially you not at work. It takes me like a few hours and I'm done. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? It's crazy. Get driven dude, you're one of those, yeah, you concept artists always have this thing that I really am impressed with where they'll post up a picture and be like, yeah, this is a speed thing of like, 30 minutes or whatever yeah. and it'll be the most fantastic like drawing or what it or, or like you know landscape or whatever I'm like this is a 30 minute like speed yeah, thing that they just throw away like oh, but dude it's hell? like getting to that point is ridiculous though yeah. like it like I remember seeing that shit when I was a student and being like fuck off like are yeah. you serious bro this is gonna take me like three months to paint yeah. this but it's it's once you understand the fundamentals you can get away with so much yeah. do you know what I mean it's like understanding the the like kind of limitations of what you got and then exploiting it you know what I mean and right. Speed painting is a thing that comes from spending like 30 hours on a painting. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like that learning curve and then suddenly, oh, I can do this way quicker because I've learned from all this shitty heartache of trying to paint a tree. Well, it's you know it's, it's how you get fast at anything. Yeah, you totally. Know, you, yeah, yeah. Hammer down like what you need to do. Like uh, it was weird because I was talking to Cam about this the other day actually and we were looking at some of our old work that we'd done for GG when we first started and fuck, I was like, how did I even get a job? Oh, right. <laughs> like it was so bad, man. I, I was like looking back on some of the boots and like armors that I'd made and I just thought, holy fuck, these look like, like I want to go back and paint them again just mm. to be like, sorry. But that's like, good, man. That means that yeah. like you have grown and oh, gotten I think, like but, way but better. I think and... Working at a company like GGG is, you, that's going to happen to you, especially as like a, like a concept artist because our style is realistic. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like working at Gameloft where you'd be drawing My Little Pony every day yes, or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Like you have to paint photorealistic because it has to go in game looking like this. And when you're faced with that every day, like as a amateur artist, like it's your worst nightmare because painting realistic is so fucking hard. Right. But once you get in the mindset of doing it, you're just going to improve constantly. Mm. And it's just, yeah. And I think also like being surrounded by other insanely talented like people or, yeah like yeah. Jason like, <laughs> yeah. which is you as it well does, man. To, and I think to, that, yeah. that's a really awesome thing about the art side of um, GGG that I really really fucking love actually is the fact that I'm surrounded by other concept artists that are just amazing and you've got this competitive nature where you constantly want to beat the other person but mm. there's no ego it's totally that thing where I know that I could turn around to any one of them like like Cam, Jace, yeah. um, Sean, whoever and I could be like bro can you critique me on this thing 
and they'll throw an idea at you that's like you haven't even thought of and it's totally constructive mm. and it's going to help you and it's just kind of that mentality of like competition but you're totally there to help the other person just yeah. counts for heaps whereas like yeah. definitely i've known in other companies where they're trying to get ahead to become and i think that might come down to that whole thing of we don't have a structure so everyone's on the same platform whereas if mm. you, they were above you mm. or whatever it wouldn't be like that because yeah. they would think that you're gunning for their job or some shit like if you know there what I mean? was a head of concept art yeah like people might at some point want to try and take go that for that job. position yeah. so they're not going to try and help you yeah. get better which is the opposite of what you should do because <laughs> yeah if you're competing with them and you know you're both getting better you're going to work harder than trying to bring someone else down which mm. is weird um but yeah, I think yeah. that mentality at GGG is like one of the main things that keeps that company fucking on top of their game, eh? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I love, because I, I, after Pete left, I was the only animator for fucking ages. Yeah, yeah. And I had no one to like show my work to if I was uncertain about something. But now I've got like Sam and. Vet the veteran Sam. Yeah, we got, we got. Who has like insane experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who asks me if things look good. Yeah. Because um, I'm amazing. Um, <laughs> And we got Danan as well, who's also worked on amazing stuff. Like he, he's done stuff for Dark Souls Three. Yeah. Oh wow! Fucking amazing. And were you asking him about it? Like he's that. That's incredible. Like yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I did. <laughs> I, I find it hard. I find to it hard that not... you didn't talk to him about Dark Souls Three at I all. I really like... like talking about myself. <laughs> he wasn't really like talking about um, yeah lonely at the top eh? bring a prince and shit eh? yeah yeah. Like, yeah come on it's, bro you guys already know how good i am let's not fucking go into it any further right eh? yeah no I, I i asked him about it but he he um he doesn't look know. back he's a yeah he's he's a rebel. He, he he mainly just wanted to say that he he prefers working on film oh he, yeah he, I he's, think a, a, he's a he's like a film this. guy well is uh, that because there's no limit there's there's a big difference between film and game um yeah, there's less limitations. Well, there's different limitations. Um, I mean, you don't have to worry about a 50 limit joint. Yeah, count. yeah, and you get like these big ass fucking rigs that can do a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in a film, you have to do this, this, and this. Whereas at mm. GGG, it's like, here's a monster, make it move. Yep. And yeah. you've got 25 frames. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's got a loop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's different restrictions. Yeah. But yeah, I can I can go over to them or like if I'm feeling unsure about an animation, I can just be like, "Is this actually good?" Because I have no idea. I've yeah. been staring at <laughs> yeah. it for like three days. And oh, dude, you yeah for sure. I I think all of us can attest to that. Yeah, totally. Like you need yeah. fresh eyes sometimes. Yeah, you know, you when do, you've been man. looking at something for so long. I mean, it, it and it gets frustrating to a point as well. I eh, where like say like I would have like I mean I I think that's another massive thing that I learned at least at GGG is that like. I'll do like a concept where it's the opposite, where I think that this thing looks really good and yeah. I'll send it off to Eric, our art director, mm. and be like, what do you think? And he's like, nah, like come back and try and do this to it. And I'm thinking, fuck, what? Like, what's he on about? Like, why would I do that? Yep. And then from that feedback, I'll come back and make something that is so much better yeah. that I would have never thought to do if I hadn't had someone be like, nah, mm. do it again. Yep. And man, that mentality has just like, like at first it was really hard to get used to. But now I just trust in it because I know that it's so time proven that it mm. it works. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's great having your shit cut down. Eh? Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Uh, like, and that's the thing about the ego, eh? Like, it's like I think it's good to have drive and shit, but you can't, at least as an artist, you can't fucking let yourself think that you're the only one that knows what's going on. Because mm. as soon as you do that, you're not going to improve. Do you know what I mean? You need to know that other people can be like, "Nah, this looks like shit. Change mm. it." And then you do it, and you're like, "Fuck! If I didn't change this, I wouldn't have made something that was this much better than before." You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it's also a thing of like, 
when Eric says that to you, he's not criticizing your skill. No, totally. He's yeah. he's he's just saying what you've done is not exactly what I had in mind. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. You know, fit it's with not like what's going on I, in the you game. Know, you're yeah. a terrible artist. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Totally. He, yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just like saying. Mm, Make it slightly different, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Totally. There's, there's so many artists out there that are afraid of that critique. Yeah, they're like they don't want to put their work out there because they they don't want someone to come back and go, nah, I don't like that part of it. That's, Dude, it's, that's it's totally because, thing, eh? It's because they're so yeah. invested. Like mm. I, yeah. I, I have it with my work, and and sometimes. Dude, a lot of people haven't seen a lot of my work, and it's because right. I don't want to be mowed down. But <laughs> oh, you were so reluctant yeah. to show your turret town yeah. uh, game. <laughs> Still am. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it is that thing of not falling in love with your work, eh? Yeah, and it's a yeah. weird thing because it's it's like, especially as an amateur, you you do kind of fall in love with something that you've been working on for like eight hours, mm. and I think that's something that, as a concept artist for a, like professional company or whatever that gets taken away from you because you can work on something for now eight hours and then be told it's shit mm. start again and you're going to like oh my time invested in this but as soon as you accept that that's like a thing that happens it almost works in reverse that suddenly your work becomes better because mm. of it because you don't get attached to it yeah. so you're not afraid to make changes that at first you would have yeah you know what i mean or like whatever yeah it's and and i think because like you uh, uh, once you're like working at a company like this or you've been working for so many years you have like um you don't just have one amazing piece like you might have when you're a student, you know? Mm, mm. So being criticized on one, one thing that you, you've done doesn't really matter because you're going to be working on a thousand other things, yeah, exactly. you know, in, exactly. in the next few months or whatever. You're not just a student who's been working on this one thing for six months and like any critique of it will just like destroy, destroy you. Yeah. You've yeah. got a whole library of shit. That yeah. You've you've got a whole library of stuff. You'd be like, well, of, yeah. this is just one thing of a million things I've done. And I it, think that's the thing is that like you, you're, always still going to create shit designs at some point mm. like there's still work that i do where i'm like what the fuck is this but then there's other work where you're just like oh my god like this is awesome this is like mm. a portfolio piece or whatever that you can pick and choose the best work from and i think it is just a quantity game yeah. do you know what i mean like the more that you've got the more options you've got to pick from the more that you can kind of yeah do that whereas like if you do get stuck on like that one thing then you're kind of kind of shooting yourself in the foot because if it doesn't go well yeah that's all you've got left you know i, what I, mean? I remember when i was first studying um 3d animation um there was a guy in our class who um throughout the entire year worked on one model <laughs> yeah and like he was just constantly like improving it and changing it and like updating it and stuff but it was a thing of like man if if anybody critiqued him you could tell that he was like really devastated. Super sour yeah. about it. Eh? Where yeah, the rest yeah. of us who had worked on like a few dozen like different models critique one model, mm. and it's not really that big a deal. It's no, just exactly. like you know, it's just part of the learning process. That's but what it that is. Guy, uh, yeah. he'd put in his heart and soul into this one thing. <laughs> yeah. How did that one thing look? Dude, it was like an anime character. Oh, oh my dude! Oh my god! It was <laughs> actually there was this. Ah, oh, this is a weird story, but um, he uh. Yeah, it was like this anime, like Sailor Moon type character, mm. and um, we came in to class one day, and he had uh, he had finally textured her, um, but she had no clothes on, and he had gone into very deep, deep detail into into like into the bathing suit area. Oh, He'd gone real deep in detail, and not only that, he had her posed bent over, like. Oh, God. I you know, know this is all just like a at. big walk up to a porno way. That's all it was. Eh? He's like, this hentai <laughs> yeah. business is what I'm getting into. Yeah, this. yeah. He was making one of those cuddle pillows that he could. <laughs> you know, he's gonna get that thing printed. Yeah. Dude, I hate it when people change anime to 3D. It's just 
looks awful. Oh, like, dude, when when you nail it, it's incredible. But totally, yeah, but it's hard to nail. That and margin it, for error is yeah. massive, oh, dude. Like, I, I think a lot of people look at it and they think it's easy. Yeah, and, and it's um, not. Holy bro. shit! Well, that, that's yeah. a massive thing, it's, especially like as an artist, is that like there's two ways of looking at it you know what i mean and like something that looks really awesome on paper or like as like a concept yeah it works because it works as like an illustration mm. but when that gets translated into 3d sometimes that just looks like shit yep. oh do you know like what i mean any any cartoon like family guy in 3d yeah. or, or yeah, simpsons, simpsons family, or whatever and yeah, that's a massive just, thing yeah. is that like a lot of people don't get that and i remember when i was studying people were like no i only draw anime that's my style and i was just thinking you are fuck bro yeah. like <laughs> there is no way this is going to work and like no anime looks good like mm. in 3D unless it like you know like Troy um, um, a guy that used to work at um, Grinding Gear who works for a wedding now and he used to work at um, Riot as well he will nail that shit like yep. he, him and his um, girlfriend um, translate um, anime characters into 3D all the time and it looks brilliant mm. but there's so many times where it just because anime is already so simplified and the shapes aren't exaggerated it's all super samey or whatever it's wicked it, subtle man yeah wicked subtle mm. it just doesn't work as a 3d model and yep. you just kind of think oh this looks terrible so that's yep. why you play like dragon ball z games and the whole reason you're playing it is because yeah, of it like weird because you you know watched it as a kid but the 3d models just don't look good at yeah. all it looks terrible and yeah. it's taken like even just the movie industry right um it's taken years and years to really get to a point where at like Anime, anime type characters kind of look all right dude and, and the only people that know. are nailing it are the guys that are doing like the final fantasy movies yeah. and shit do you know <laughs> what i mean like yeah. like advent children was amazing because yeah, of yeah. It, and they nailed the style yeah. and shit like that mm. but i think also the thing that they had to deal with is like it's worked in reverse in the sense that they started off with shitty character models yeah, that's true and you, so they can only improve on it and so yeah. they can they don't have to stick to a defined style that's already been out there whereas mm. like if you've got like an anime that's already out and then you're kind of like reverting back mm. because of it it's not doesn't translate like, as well. I think um, the Attack on Titan latest game like looks pretty good um, as a, like a translation of anime to 3D. But yep. even then, there's still something kind oh, of yeah. wrong with it. But you can't really like put your finger on yeah, it. Yeah, and know? I think that's the thing, man. I think it's just that thing where you'd be better off just being like, okay, let's take the essence of what this is mm. and make it as good as we can for this platform, as opposed to being like, no, we can't change this. It comes back to that whole thing of like, no, if we you know, you're too attached to the idea. And if you don't fucking change it, it's yep. not going to work as well. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what the problem is, is that like, you see like Dragon Ball Z games and the characters have got outlines and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just kind of like, come on, man, it doesn't work as bro, a you 3D put, thing. Just, you, you just put cell shading on everything. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. like, just change it. Like no yeah. one's going to care that much. All they want to do is shoot fucking laser beams yeah. at each other. Like what, what, what does it matter? <laughs> Let's have the super realistic and do it. You know what I mean? But I mean, whatever, you know, it's, I mean, I think, uh, um, you know what, you know what uh, really nailed it? What? South Park. Yeah, yeah, in all fairness, that yeah, South Park yeah. game is fantastic. Stick like, of, it's stick of Destiny yeah. or whatever it was called was fucking awesome. It looks like awesome. the TV show, it's fantastic. Yeah. And they, they did that thing where they, it was good because they didn't try and translate it to 3D like yeah. they did with other games yeah. that they had. But and I, I remember on, uh, I, I can't remember where they were saying it, maybe at, at E3 or something when the Sick of Truth was first announced that um, they actually spent a long, long time trying to get that look right, 3D, trying to make yeah. it look like the TV show. And they were saying that it was surprisingly hard to do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they they work with Admire as well. Couldn't they just yeah. get like an exporter going? Oh, you just, yeah, you just go export <laughs> yeah, yeah. into a game. Yeah. yeah. I, just, right? I just don't get game why EXE. People, yeah. I don't get why Save people think they, yeah. they have to translate it into 3D though. Like one of the weird like speaking of that, like one of the weird things is that like I remember some of the old Dragon Ball Z games that were like on Sega and shit that were like 2D kind of characters yeah. look, look way great. better. And it would be way better if they just bring that out as like a Street Fighter type thing right. for PS4 or whatever, where the, you've got the characters and they're all like hand drawn mm. and the animations are hand drawn. 
as opposed to trying to change it into 3D for some weird reason. It doesn't yeah. need to be like that. I think, but. actually, you mentioned, like, Street Fighter. I think they did it really well as well. Like, yeah. Eventually, like, it took yeah. them a long, long... Like, I remember Street Fighter on PlayStation 1, and it was, like, pure garbage yeah, yeah, when they totally, first tried yeah. to go into 3D. And then they got oh, into the, geez, um, yeah. like, how it looks now, and it, mm. it actually looked really, really good. I think a, a big part of um, doing anime to 3D as well, for me, anyway, is the, the animation. So, like... Anime is usually they're trying as like to animate as little as possible. Oh yeah, it's a lot basically. of basically a lot of still frames yeah, with like lines frames in the, the moving mouth. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, like yeah. they animate a lot on twos. Um, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is is uh they'll hold a frame. Yeah, they'll hold a frame. They'll right. they'll use a drawing for for two frames and move on. Ones is when they do every frame. Yeah. Um. And then you put it on 3D, and they're all of a sudden moving all silky smooth and shit. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut in. I'm going to cut in. We're a little over time, but I, I want to continue this conversation. Oh, we should, we should <laughs> just go for like... Yeah? Uh, yeah. Just, just keep, keep going. going. Dude, we're, we're on rolls. And, dude, have you seen Guilty Gear Exit? Yeah, no. bro. Oh, <laughs> dude, that would have to be the most best example of 2D gone 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but it's only because they take so much from 2D. Yeah. Like, each of those models, they only work from like a fixed camera yeah yeah totally otherwise it wouldn't look good at all yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing with the concepts but, getting translated into 3d but, or whatever but, yeah but also they can break that when they go into specials or whatever because they can actually pan the camera and, and exploit the 3dness of it mm. you know um holy crap when i when i first saw that game when Tr- yeah troy told me about it the first time and i i couldn't believe it what they were doing and, and it was a thing like the only reason that you knew it was the only way you knew it was 3d was that there was like this edge on like a boot in this one still frame it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so true to 2d and that cell shadedness and everything yeah it looks good if you can nail it eh? but it's yeah. just getting to that point of just like super hard work to make it work then. yeah man yeah uh you should check it out um because it looks All fantastic right. i will do but they, there was oh there was the um studio ghibli game um oh yeah yeah what was uh, it uh, called geez. the white witch or something yeah yeah, yeah. um so that had like these yeah Ghibli characters running around, but yeah, because their ama- their animation's fucking amazing, mm. but it just didn't look as good in three D. It was too it was too smooth. I, I tell you what, this is why I'm jealous of a lot of like two D artists, like the amount of freedom you have at work. Oh yeah, because yeah. You, your your limit is very much, you know, you've got a six hundred by eight hundred. Uh, I want I want to see a, an armor. Yeah yeah, and uh, that's your canvas. Um, but when it's when it's like environments, holy shit! Those restrictions, it, you know, how it's like, okay, we want a straight wall, we want a convex, <laughs> concave. Oh you know? yeah, that's right. It's become such like it's just part of my day to day now. That is like, okay, I do a wall, yep. then I do convex, concave, and then different joins, and yep. then it's just like you need and, a doorway, you need a oh, thin, yeah, you need thin a and thick wall, yeah, thin and thick wall, <laughs> and then you need the different joints of the thin and thick wall like yep. a t-shape across oh shape. and a, a staircase and a ledge yep staircase yeah. <laughs> dude what and and it's like whenever i have a good idea mm. for something like uh something we've been working on recently that has a lot of walkways mm. it just sort of exponentially increases how much work i need to do because i'm oh, like oh dude, this yeah. will be a good idea yeah i'll do that and then oh, i need a tile for this and then this and then this yeah and then it's this. got to connect then, to a ledge yeah staircase. and then that, that one idea ended up ends up being like a dozen tiles. Yeah, yeah, and like a week's work. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, even more than that. Well, yeah, you know? sometimes. We never got into what you're most proud of in that last patch. I didn't do that much for the last patch. It was mainly unique items. Mm. Um, I got to say, though, I drew some of the best swords that I'd ever done for this patch that I'm fucking super proud of that I was just sitting there like, holy shit, these look awesome, I love my job type thing. Um, 
they were, it was weird because both of them were purple swords. Right. There was one that was like made out of like obsidian, but like this purple obsidian that had like this kind of um, reflective, like broken seashell type thing going on that oh, I posted okay. that was awesome. And there was another one called um, fuck, like it's not Soul Blade. It was something Void Void Edge. Or, I can't remember what it was, but it was basically this sword that had like like a kind of galaxy inside of it as like the texture. Damn. And had a uh, had a um, like a planet that was. Like a like a supernova type thing that oh, was circled into it as like a special effect. So yeah. just above the handle, there was like this kind of dark void black hole yeah. that would you know had and that was like awesome to design, and um, that was just awesome because um it was a supporter item that someone had suggested. Oh cool! And like some of the best uniques come out of that stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like whenever it's a supporter item, like sometimes they don't care and they're just like just draw me whatever the fuck you want to draw. Like I don't care, and I'm like sweet. But I think some of the best designs come out from having massive limitations. And when you've got that, where it's like, we want something that's like abyssal and like spacey, but it has to fit into a dark, gritty fantasy genre is like where you're kind of like, okay, I've got a problem solved here. How do I do it? Mm. And then suddenly you design something that's like the, some of your best work and you're like, what the fuck? This is awesome. So there was a lot of uh, unique items that came out of that patch that were just dope. Um, Eric gave me um, the task of designing all the new base items so that was cool. Um, so a whole bunch of new base items got put in the game that were all my designs that were like awesome as to work on. Um, I didn't really do any of like the monster or boss designs for it, but yeah, a lot right. of item work, which was sick. Uh, so that awesome sword you were saying, like, and we were saying translating two D into three D. Yeah. How did it look in three D? Um, I haven't actually seen the three D version yet. <laughs> eh? um, like, I think that like, swords are a really easy thing to translate into 3D. It's it's mainly like yeah, armor. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Armor's a, a, a lot harder because there, there's a, so much more like geometry around like the chest and back area that you have to worry about. Right. Especially since you design an armor front on, but our game's like a three-quarter down view. Yeah. makes it really yeah. fucking hard. Um, the, problem, the problem there being is that you can have something that looks really good from a front on like normal view that you'd look at mm. as a person, but you never really see things from top yeah. three-quarter yep. down. That's that's like... Uh, like that's got to be everyone's job, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, like animating. We're always uh, like uh, for so long. I've with well, all the time. I still do it. I animate as if I was standing in front of the person yeah. looking at them. Mm. But and then suddenly from that other angle, it doesn't look right. Yeah, and, and then think, you're like, yeah. oh shit, that's right. I'm looking down on this person. And yeah, I think that that's like the the main thing that it's like an issue. Like with, with swords and shit, it doesn't really matter. It's only really armors like that mm. are really tough because the silhouettes can suddenly just not work the same. And the silhouette is like the most important thing about it. It's going to give it its entire like feel. And then yeah. everything after that is just secondary. So that's pretty tough. But swords are super easy because they're such just flat planes anyway. Yeah, that's You know true. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the silhouette of a sword is going to translate no matter what. And it's such an easy thing to look at. Mm. Yeah, um, symmetrical. Yeah, so symmetrical, yeah. So yeah, so, swords translate really well. So I'm not really ever worried about that kind of stuff they, they always translate really well it's always the armors and helmets and stuff that are the toughest thing to do also as an animator we're always trying to put the sword in yeah. a place where they're going to be seen yeah where they're going to yeah, be seen for see what it, it is yeah, yeah. totally alright yeah. we've got a uh, a question from Spy Derp Man <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man that's a good says, name why are you designing out when you could be working on server improvements <laughs> 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 alright and he's um, alright he asks um how much do you immerse yourselves in the lore of the game before you begin to design concept art? Um, it's tough, bro, because it really depends on what it is. Like, we can get items that are made, like one of the swords that I designed was a thing called Cosprey's uh, Malice, 
and that goes back to like one of the characters that's been like kind of in the law for a while um so when it comes to that it's like you look back on what's already been done and you base it around that you know what what's already there so mm. that's why it was designed like around chaos damage or whatever it was called um so that's why it was purple yep. for the sword and stuff like that um other things come down to maybe it's a new character so you get to kind of set the theme for it and you understand it for later on yeah um so it just it really depends on what's been done before i mean we've always got that baseline um that our art director tells us that this is like dark gritty fantasy horror so you kind of go with that theme of like it's mm. bloody it's gory it's like horrific like stuff that makes you feel weird as opposed to scared is yep. like the best thing to kind of go for because if you kind of feel like oh god this doesn't feel right but because it's so unnatural that's like you know you're nailing it then as opposed to just being like it's a big monster something that's, that yeah something yeah. that is disturbing yeah instead of disturbing just, is yeah. that's exactly it. you want your like with, with poe disturbing is the general thing that you go for because i mean big horrific monsters with bloody claws have been done before and mm. you don't really find it scary mm. but when you see like a half deformed baby type thing yep. that's walking around trying to like murder you but it's coming at you slowly and you don't <laughs> understand why is kind of like what's that's you know the horrific shit you yeah. know what i mean because it's more relatable do you know what i mean like in a, in a weird <laughs> way you, you know you never walk around seeing fucking fire breathing monsters that's but, true yeah you know when you see something that kind of makes you feel oh fuck, what the fuck um that's when you know you're nailing it but yeah so it, it really it's really a case-by-case basis for that kind of shit yeah um but i mean like we, <laughs> i kind of work on like a concept artist's dream for like a job you know what i mean like like dark fantasy horror is kind of what everybody wants to draw yeah. like mm-hmm. people ask me well wouldn't you want to work at like rockstar for like uh, like you know grand theft auto and i'm like dude being a concept artist at rockstar would suck and they're you like so? one it's like what just because you're just drawing everyday <laughs> shit like you're, you're just going to be drawing a dude in a suit like yeah. i'd way you rather can, draw something yeah. horrific or like fantasy than you come up with some cool graffiti yeah well, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but i mean it's like you're just you're just imitating life whereas like yeah. when you've got the freedom to work on something that's imaginative that's where all the fun comes in and that's why I like rpg so much is that it's the imagination part that comes into it so yeah yeah that, that's definitely what we have in spades mm. for sure mm. do, do you have some of this blake like um putting new tile sets together you, you eric probably would throw a blue like a, a draft image or something to inspire you to set a theme but, yeah but a lot of it relies on your own yeah he um eric will uh send me like maybe even just one picture yeah of uh I don't know, let's say, oh, like a mine, like the mines, like, let's take that. Yep. He, 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 he sent me a uh, really bad concept drawing. Dude, I, I actually started on the mines at right. one point as well. And then it was like, no, nah, actually Blake's going to do this. But, but, but his, <laughs> yeah. his, 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 um, you saw his the, concept art for it, which was just like these completely flat walls, like, like mm. 90 degree walls. <laughs> With uh, some rock textures on that he'd like he'd pick the rock textures and stuff because yeah. Eric at like his core is a, a texture artist mm. and so he like picked these textures and stuff and did this basic as like <laughs> like it looked more like a hallway than a mine thing <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah I took that and uh, there was the only thing um, awesome about it was that it, it had these fused bodies to the pillars and walls mm. um, and that was kind of like the the. The, the the jumping off point I guess into like okay make a mine shaft that has this weird stuff is fused into the walls and and that sort of thing um, but yeah I just kind of like took it from there and Eric, Eric was seeing my stuff along the way so he you know told me to change certain things yeah. here and there but yeah it's it's definitely iterative in, yeah. the, in that way like y- yeah you put your base tiles together for a new mm. for a new tile set and then 
as more things get fleshed out along it uh, along the line you, you then add you know those yeah. miners in, embedded into the thing yeah yeah um and I, I know some of the lore has evolved over time so has your art inspired some of the lore when they first gave you the vague description of that art um yeah i think so at certain points uh, especially with like monsters and stuff i think um Cam was probably a bigger example than me when it comes to like like mines again, like designing the miners around that kind of stuff and mm. what's happened to them and how they look. Um, as a concept artist, like your your main thing is trying to like like I don't think there's ever such thing as an original idea. I think everything's derivative of like something I'm, else. That I'm you're very much by. in that camp as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I just think that people that say oh come up with something original, it's just putting you on the spot to mm. fucking fail. Um, yeah. I think that <laughs> there's nothing wrong with stereotypes and stuff like that. And I think that things get made original the more you work on them based off like a starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's more you kind of pick what feeling you want to go with and then keep working on it until it becomes something that's your own. Because people like, I mean, it's like you you get it quite a bit, like especially with concept art that's just ridiculous where like I designed, I designed um, uh, MTX that went into the store that was that steam powered sword type thing. Right. And obviously, like, it was just, like, I looked up other steam-powered, like, weapons and shit because it's, like, that's that's your thing. Yeah. And people are, like, people are going on about, oh, this just looks like this. And I'm, like, dude, every sword looks like every other sword ever yeah. anyway. Like, that's that's what it is. Like, you can't, it's not a thing that's ever going to be massively different. Mm. It's, like, someone's, like, you know, you could say that to any concept artist in the world. Oh, the sword you design looks like another sword because yeah. it is a fucking sword, you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. um, it's, like, the worst critique on yeah, the planet. Yeah, it is. And, and it's kind of like, oh, it looks like the gunblade from Final Fantasy. It's like, well, what did you want me to do, man? Like, I had yeah. to make a steam-powered weapon, like, that was a sword, like, and that's what it is. And how do you steam-power yeah. a sword? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, like, I, I'd put, like, this little engine on the blade that made the yeah. blade, like, heat up and stuff like that. That's and they're cool. like, oh, it looks yeah. like this. And you're kind of just like, dude, you need to take it f- for what it is, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're not going to design a sword that looks like something that's so un... Like, you know, it's 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 got to relate to what is already out there because yeah. that's what is. People have to know it's a sword. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't yeah. just design some weird shit that's like you know a sword that's made out of candy floss or some shit because people are gonna be like, "What the fuck is it?" You're like, yeah. oh, "That's a candy floss sword, man." Don't you know? Like, so I mean, some things get inspired by it, and it just it just depends on what you're working on at the time. Like yeah. unique items, not so much, but when you're doing, um, say, like the best example is probably like boss characters. That's awesome because the boss characters are kind of like a starting point in the game that sets the tone for because mm. they normally are powerful like iconic you know lore characters anyway mm. so when we were doing act four i got tasked with the uh um boss design with for king comb yeah and that was a big one because i remember this yeah that was like eric coming coming up to me and he's just like this has got to be like maori slash you know islander themed design um it, it eventually got taken over by jace because he's you know like 10 times better or whatever but that set the tone for how almost every other like minion was designed, mm. how the area was designed yeah, and sure. everything. Do you yep. know what I mean? And those running themes of like mm. having like the Kuru patterns going through like the armors and stuff like that just themes it up. So boss characters definitely are a play- starting point for that kind of stuff. And I think another good example is um the Atlas bosses that have been done recently were all designed around a core theme that kind of mixed together. But yeah. it, just, it sets the tone for the entire area and they were like uh from that talk that they were um they gave at gdc um which you know was all new information to me because i don't work in like boss design but um they all those those uh four bosses had really tight restrictions on what they could actually be Mm. and and i that produced a lot of interesting design totally man i think that's the main thing like 
people think that having creative freedom is like the best thing in the world and it's not it's it's totally yeah. having restrictions because that puts you into a place where you kind of have to you know think to win mm. and then based on those restrictions you actually find super interesting shit so instead of having like a whole bunch of shallow potholes yeah you dig yeah. down into one and you start finding kind of veins of gold and shit and you're like holy crap i would have never have done this if these restrictions weren't in place mm. do you know I, what i mean I so it's a uh, great exercise when i was at nat cole uh, it was for story writing but um the teacher got us gave us five minutes and the first thing she was like uh write as much as you can on anything you want yeah and she's like go and she's like uh fuck 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 just start writing some bullshit and then she's like okay now i want you to write a story about someone hitchhiking yeah same amount of time and then she gave us yet more restrictions and the more restrictions you gave the bigger the story became yeah, totally because so you're just totally like oh sweet so i just need to mm. yeah it allows you to cut away all the bullshit that, yeah too much yeah. creative freedom is like a bad thing. Yeah, but yeah it, putting those restrictions on, you're going to get your best work. But it seems it's one of those things that people don't realize because it seems so counterintuitive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Dude, that, that's the thing with like um, the environment stuff is that like Eric will say to me, you know, make them make the mines again, for example, and give me one thing. But I go and spend a half a day or a day or like continuously just searching the internet for images. And when something like resonates with me yeah. and I'm like, that's it, that's that's the look and feel that I want to go for, then that's like the jumping off point. And that itself gives me like, like has a knock on effect to everything else that I'm like yeah, creating. Exactly, so it, yeah. I'm like, you need, you can't just like create anything. You need like something to, to, to base it yeah, on. Yeah, it's like know? the base yeah. point to kind of, yeah, judge yeah. everything. Uh, yeah, totally. This kind of, um, this kind of answers, uh, tkh's question no tkhc's question um and he asks acknowledging that ggg and poe has come a long way in the last five years how do you as artists balance core identity of path of exile through the art style within the expanding game and it this is kind of an eric question too but keeping that theme and complementing it with with things like steampunk stuff it yeah it, I, th- I think if if like from base value, it's pretty much dark fantasy. Yeah, yeah we we for know sure. that. For sure. But also, you know, Eric's probably got. I, I I think, you know, Eric, Chris, and Jonathan had a really good idea of what they wanted to do with this game. Yeah, you know, collision type thing. Eh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And everything sort of just like as time moved on, just ended up complementing each other. Mm. But but also, this is just how I'd go about doing it. You know, you, you come up with a a. a kind of story of what you want to tell and then you know people don't want to see the beach again yeah you know? for sure yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's a so thing of like where do we go from here like we don't we don't want to create another beach let's let's go let's go in, into the belly you mm. know yeah and then that's then as that... far that's <laughs> when i found out that the belly of the beast was going to be a thing i was like where did this come from yeah <laughs> like, this is an insane yeah. dungeon i always think like the the ideas sort of lead up to that almost do you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. yeah it progresses doesn't it it's yeah just, it, it does know, for yeah. sure yeah don't try and force the idea to happen let it just kind of guide the idea and let's see where you mm. end up because it's always going to end up better off you know what i mean yeah like i always think um slight tangent but you know how sony walkman's always had like black headphones yeah yeah i, I think with iphone i mean ipods it was like a no-brainer just to be like we have to differentiate it differentiate mm. white let's make white head yeah yeah, yeah. Ear- earbuds and it was just like, oh, this guy's got, you know, an iPod. Yeah, and it's like advertising as well. Mm. 
like yeah, Fred. For sure. yeah. <laughs> super, super subtle, but super effective, eh? Yeah. Just like having that contrast option. right there, yeah. So, uh, so muggers can see, oh, he's got the expensive iPhone, I'm going to yeah. take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't. now, yeah. with, without cords, you could just fully, like, oh, yeah. take an airbud. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think Eric is, like, uh, getting back to that question, I think Eric is, like, actually got a really uh, strong sense of what, you know, the style of the game is because um, often my my f- feedback from him is often like make it more realistic mm. Mm. Uh, because I have a tendency to, well, sometimes... You just make it cartoony as yeah, well. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> for example, there was this, uh, the, the catapult in um, in uh, Act 3. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember I, seeing them. So I, uh, I, you know, looked on the on the internet for catapult pictures and real catapults are boring as hell to look at. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. But yeah. you know what's awesome? Warhammer catapults. Yeah, that's yeah. So, yeah, it's that so, exaggeration. So I took eh? a whole bunch of like Warhammer catapults as reference and like basically made a, a, a Warhammer <laughs> catapult and then Eric actually said to me, oh, this looks too much like Warhammer. You need to make it more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like toned it down a little bit but yeah, he's got a definite like grounding. It's, like, it's a good thing about Eric. Like it's a good and it's a bad thing I think. Um, It's, it's really weird because a lot of the time, Eric doesn't give me a lot of art direction when he initially gives me any, something yeah, to do. Same. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you've got to design this, and you send off the first iteration, and then after that point, he comes back and he's like, okay, I've got a more clear idea of where this should go. Mm. Try this. And that's where you kind of start to, it's not until the second or third attempt that you get exactly what it is that you're needing out yeah. of it. And um, I think I think also the longer you work at GGG, you just get an idea of, right. of you, what the... Yeah, totally. You totally start to kind of understand it a bit better and yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. Ed, do you kind of have this going on, like with animation, or you nail it first time every time kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah. I I get yeah, very Eric's little. Eric's like, uh, I'm just going to send you an issue. You know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, you, you guys uh, create nothing but gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he just trusts us. Yeah. We, we do it perfect every time. It yeah. is weird in all fairness, because sometimes Eric doesn't talk to me for like two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he just leaves me to my own devices. I'm sitting there thinking, like, am I yeah. about to get fired? Am I doing shit work? And he's no, like, I, I think this is all good. I think that's the thing. That's a sign that he like trusts your judgment yeah, on what yeah. would suit the game. Because when I first started, he was checking my work quite regularly. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, over the years, like it's it's like now he'll check me like once every two months. Yeah, or exactly. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. I think how you know you're doing okay. Yeah. Well, because- he'll just he'll check my work at the very early stages. And then when it's done, and then that's, he already knows you're going to nail it. That's yeah. kind of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I, when when I get given a monster, I I just get given this needs rigging and animations, mm. and it'll have like, you know, it needs a spell cast or mm. it need you know if it's got a special ability, he'll add that in. But there's nothing like you know I want it to move this way or anything like that. I I just know I get a monster. Uh, I I need to make it look creepy. Mm. Like that's kind actually, of actually one cool thing is um what was it? There was a there was a, oh man, I can't even talk about it because it's a new monster. Oh damn! Well, yeah, I was about to. <laughs> oh, that was anticlimactic. Um, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but so he doesn't he doesn't go in and ever say no. And we, uh, we I want you to punch it up a little bit, you know. <laughs> this, well, this this looks. Yeah, no, I I very rarely get uh, <laughs> get asked to tweak anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I just fucking nail it. Oh, yeah. All right, like some right. like you, usually yeah, was that okay? Usually what? the critique we get back is like it doesn't work in game. Like it's usually a mechanical problem. Uh, like um, you know they're leaning uh, a big one. I used to get when I first started was um, my characters were leaning too far to far in, 
So either do an attack and their head goes into the player or the monster, whichever was attacking who. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, thematically, it's usually pretty obvious. We've got this like weird ass fucking monster. It's like, you're yeah, not gonna... it needs to attack. It needs yeah. to yeah. feel he's, like he's not going to be, he's not going to be walking along with a double bounce, you know, like, <laughs> <Joel is fun>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're going to get like a natural understanding of how this thing's going to move from the get go based on what it's yeah, looked yeah. like. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's, yeah. It's hard to get it wrong. Like function follows form type <laughs> yeah. thing, eh? So, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of what we do in, anim- in the animation department is just reacting to what we've been given. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, we don't have to think. We just mm. have to think. <laughs> no. We, we, yeah. It, it can be pretty obvious most of the time. That's um, what it needs. So you say that Eric doesn't like check your work often, but when you first started, well, how often was he checking your work? I, I still... I still flick like when I finish a job. Yeah, I'll flick it to where it to him. Yeah, um, but it's quite funny because usually he'll write. Uh, like I've seen him, him do this with other people, so I just kind of assume that it happens with mine. I don't check, but um, he'll write this looks great, and then send that to the next person. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah, next yeah. person no, no gets the previous person's yeah. uh, I get that quite a bit yeah, as well, where my art has just gone somewhere and I'm expecting it back and it's yeah. just never heard from again. And I'm like, okay, then I guess that was all right. Like, whatever. Yeah. I'll get issues that people have worked on, like doodads, which are like, like objects in the game that yeah. I will then put into the tiles. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get an issue that had been around for like two months or whatever and a few people had worked on it. And when it gets sent to me, it just says, this is great. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I I know you want me to put it in the game, so I'll put it in the game, yeah. even though I'm specifically not told to do that. It's like, I, yeah, yeah. yeah right. no, the the only time Eric will will approach me is if um he's concerned that I'm not going to finish something on time. Right. Yeah. Oh, and and it's a thing of like, Ed, we we're gonna have to ask you to stay in this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he comes up with a, with his mug and he's like, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go ahead. And yep. <laughs> he, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even say anything anymore. He just nods to you. And yeah, like, yeah. And you know, no way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not getting a free weekend, bro. It's yeah. not gonna happen. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, although, like, I mean, having said that, we often have weekends. Like, we 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 don't often crunch much. Nah, you know? not really. Yeah. Wait, no. wait, no, you you don't. I don't. I mean, I I I, I think George. No, I I I crunch, but not often. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I crunch usually not. I I. The last time I really crunched hard was, um, I think it was the uh, press tour for Labyrinth, I think. Okay. Where, like, it was the game itself was not going to be out for, like, another month, mm-hmm. but this press tour was happening where mm-hmm. they needed to see a whole bunch of, like, stuff that technically wasn't 100% yet, so yeah. I had to, like, really get, polish off that yeah. 10% type thing for yeah. to see, yeah, for sure. Did, so did you look like you've been waiting to ask a question for so long, bro. A, l- a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like going going about to do it, then we'll just like kind of be like, what about this? No way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Do, do, do you have like a lot of crunch as well? No, nah, I think um, I used to. Um, I think that the designers have got a lot better at managing their shit. Mm. Um, and that was the main thing is that like you'd get stuff that you could, you obviously knew these guys have been thinking about doing for ages mm. and then you get it in one lump two weeks before and you're kind of mm. like, dude, if you've known about this for so long, send it to me so that I can start working on it this yeah. long ago because this is just a fucking nightmare for me now. Like, with the latest expansion, it was fine. Um, I think there's a few things for Labyrinth that were pretty intense and there was definitely a lot of shit for Act 4 that was like, you've sent this to me literally two days before it needs mm. to come out. Like, you've known about this. Stop fucking around with, yeah. like, 
deciding what you want to do and just pick a direction and let me get on with my job. But Man, yeah, I, I, I think um, for some, like, for some, for some people, they don't realize that the deadline for this, for whatever job they've got, mm. is actually the deadline not just for them, for, but for everyone else yeah, that, exactly. that then gets passed on to. So s- saying like, oh, I have till Friday to do this. Well, you have till Friday to give it to somebody else who then also has till Friday to yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. Then passes that to someone else who also has till Friday. So Yeah, um, I think that, yeah, it's definitely been a thing that's gotten better. Um, like I really didn't have to deal with anything like that for mm. Atlas of Worlds. I mean, I had a lot of work for it, but yep. it was really well spaced out. So yeah. I wasn't really complaining, but there's definitely been instances where it has happened. I mean, stuff's going to pop up at certain yeah, points anyway. Sure. I mean, that's it, just the nature of the job, but I mean... Yeah, I haven't really run as that issue much mm. much lately. So yeah, yeah, we're kind of fortunate like that, not having to um, do the whole bungee thing and bring sleeping bags into the office and yeah, you know, crunch all together. Well, we don't have uh, we self impose our own deadlines. I mean, Chris will say this this needs to be out by then, mm. um, but there is some usually early on there is a little more flexibility on what the actual date dateline is until he fully announces yep. it also yeah. i just remembered we're we're pretty much all artists and ed's probably the only one seeing the the other end of the stick because i know designers and you know mark ii is in there for pr- pretty late on yeah on, on yeah. Like this. yeah yeah i, I think I, the designers definitely have to crunch quite a bit more than the artists do so. yeah, i mean we are just sitting here talking about how easy life is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah meanwhile it's yeah. like Roz did the entire yeah. weekend what the fuck yeah, yeah. i i uh, what was it? I think it was like ninety two. Oh, like I, I didn't. I say I crunched, but like, I don't know. I really just did an extra twelve hours. Like, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't. So I even wasn't, then, it's it also like what's massive. cool is that um, like uh, I think Chris has said this before that um, if we end up do having to crunch, it's their fault. Like they say, it's it's our fault for not you know planning stuff out ahead or giving you enough time. It's not like. You're ex- it's not like from these nightmare stories I've heard from like Gameloft or whatever that yeah. you're expected to do a certain amount of overtime. Yeah. Right. You know, like that yeah. That seems weird to me that like, yeah, you're going to do, you know, your contract is to do 40 hours, but you're also expected to do another, I don't know, 10 mm. or something. Because you do, that. You like, do shit weird. work in overtime. Yeah. Totally, man. Like yeah. by the end of the day, I'm usually pretty brain dead. Yeah. Like animation is very taxing. And, um, like, if I have to go into overtime, like, the quality of my work drops significantly. Mm. And it feels shit yeah. to, like, hand yeah. in this, like, half-assed work. And, like, that's usually when the generic shit comes out mm. because you're just, you're too exhausted yeah, to you've think got of no something fucking new. thought patterns left there. And it's like, I'm just going to fall back into yeah. whatever I know. It's so like, what, what's the cares? stereotype? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Just go with that. I remember I had to do um, a little bit of overtime for, um, again, the Act 4 press thing. Because yeah. they wanted to show a few dungeons and the aqueducts were one of them, which was not really done yet. So I just like, I, I did, uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of rushed it, mm. but also knowing that I'll, I'll be going back to, to yeah. fix it up. And so I spent like, you know, between that press tour and release f- fixing it up, you know, yeah. but I really just rushed it to get it out. So because there were tiles that weren't done and they needed to be done for this press tour. And yeah, that's something I, I quite like um, that Eric's pretty good with is like, if I am running low on time, he's like, you know, just do a basic animation. Mm. We can put that in and then yeah. you can polish it later. Like yep. he's not 
dead set on having yeah. perfect animations on release. That, mm. That's also, I guess, that's the benefit of having a game that is more of a game as a service that's just constantly being updated yeah. and changed and, and stuff that you can just go back and polish stuff. Yeah. Um, there's stuff I've, like, there's stuff, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's stuff that, like, playing the game casually with my friends, mm. I'll see something and be like, oh, I'm going to write that down, and then at work the next day, go and fix it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we've got. I think we've got time for one question. Yeah, we're going into I, the two-hour ter- territory. All right, um, this is from Nero Noah, and he says, "I can recognize at least four influences in Path of Ex- Exile, aesthetically speaking: um, Diablo, real-world civilizations, Lovecraft, and steampunk." Are you going to experiment with different stuff in the future, or will you be working within the these boundaries? And what what I will say is that. We're pulling from a lot, yeah. Like, well, like outside of these four things, um, Lovecraft is just a no-brainer. I think everyone kind of touches mm-hmm. on that. Um, real world, that that's huge. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> like, big. Yeah, who who isn't pulling from the real world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Come on. Yeah, I, I, the guys were definitely inspired by Diablo. Yeah, for sure. Um, steampunk, not so much. I, I think there was, you know, um, once that steampunk armor came in yeah i think that opened the floodgates a little bit um i know that eric was kind of thinking about experimenting with steampunk um when it came to like um the dominus the last the last boss yeah yeah, yeah with those hands mm. yeah um and i think that's kind of where it started um i think that the whole steampunk thing is more of a motif to the actual art style opposed mm. to anything else so you're going to see it here and there but it's not going to be like crazy i know that it's become a bigger thing recently in the game uh, as just as a new avenue to explore um i just think it's that thing where it's like i was talking about before about the restrictions on what you want to do so yeah. i think that the core element of at least the art style is the dark gritty fantasy horror and steampunk is an element as like a motif that you can throw in that's mm. just another thing that you can draw upon inspiration wise which is good but i mean i'm sure more things will get thrown in in the future but i think it's still gonna have to be but does it work within what these set parameters already are? Because you can't just have shit starting to look like sci-fi. And it's such an easy, easy mm. line to cross. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, because when you think about it, like sci-fi and fantasy armors are basically the same thing. It's just like shoulder pads, chest plates and shit yeah. like that. But it's the shapes that go into it that define what it looks like. Mm. Um, I'm more than happy to do more steampunk stuff. I'm working on some steampunk stuff at the moment. That'll be pretty cool when it comes out. Yep. Um, I quite like it because it's kind of adding that sci-fi element but also it's got the potential to be super gritty and dark mm. and horrific looking, um, which is cool. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm sure that there'll be more things, but it's just there's so much depth to what's already there that we can keep adding on and so much stuff that we can draw on that yeah. it's like we're not going to run out of ideas anytime soon. Um, for the for the Labyrinth, um, I tried to get a little bit of uh, not really steampunk, but clockwork. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. all the cogs and stuff, and so I guess it's similar to steampunk, but it's yeah. just sort of a different vein. It's that cog type thing, yeah. isn't it? The weird the thing that like cogs make everything run, so it's like clockwork. Mm. But it's you know steampunk and clockworky type stuff are just yeah. hand in hand, aren't they? So yeah, definitely. Dude, I I can tell you that uh, I I've noticed Eric going into phases of things that he's wanted to draw, like oh, yeah. things that have inspired Eric. Like there are two two things that i can think of and like 
uh, outside of these things, th- there's just so much awesome content coming out, and, and we, we all know this just by you know going to art station or something. Yeah, yeah, there's sure. just always really cool stuff coming out. Um, you can see in I think it's in even in the mines, there's like a there's a human centipede inspired monster, and you know the one I'm talking about, right? the, the, <laughs> yeah, that thing covered about. in hands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that thing was. That, that, that's exactly like what you were saying about being um, disturbing rather than like rather just straight than, up frightening. Like yeah. that thing is so disturbing. <laughs> but, but Human Centipede was yeah, massive yeah. and it's almost like a nod to that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, th- that's that's how I view it anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, when uh, Forsaken Masters was coming out, um, there was a cannibal... Hannibal, who's oh, the, uh, yeah, the, there the, was a totem for the witch that was from yeah. the Hannibal TV show. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's where it was pulled from. So so Eric was obviously into that. It's dark. It's, yeah, it's you know, messed up. Of, <laughs> yeah. It's so, super messed up. So it's a no-brainer, just pulled from that as well. Yeah, that's um, exactly it. It's just adding to the library of visual things mm. that are in-game that you can suddenly draw from then as well, because then you can start mix and matching those types of things, mm-hmm. putting yeah. them together. And that's like a super like basic concept art theory as well, that it comes from like, you want to stick to the main theme of the game, so why don't you mix some of these organic designs? Say, like, um, a good example is like the King Kong stuff, like, and and that area in Act Four, which is all super organic looking. You mm. know what I mean? Like these crazy carved patterns, but they work into the armor compared to something that's steampunk, which doesn't look yeah. organic at all. Yeah. And mixing those two designs together to come up with something that's new again. Yeah, like and an embossed metal or something. Yeah, something yeah, yeah, Very totally, ornate. Totally. Yeah. And and that's something that I like to do quite a lot because the game's already got so much content that you know from the get-go it's going to look like it fits in game already mm. but it's still something that's completely new so well, you kind of strive to do something unique yeah I exactly think. yeah and just keep digging until you kind of find it yeah. but that doesn't mean starting something that's completely different it means yeah. i carrying mean it still on has to what fit. you've got yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it still has to fit so it's just another kind of like tree root that's going off in another direction but it's all part of the same thing mm. so yeah do you think we've got time for another question let's let's try do a a couple more real, real, fit, real fast real if quick. we can. If we yeah. can. All right. Uh, Dante SX, is is there any concept art that you loved but the player base didn't didn't really care for? Mm. George? No, nah, I, I don't think so. I mean... Everyone loves your shit, eh? Yeah, I'm the best guy that oh, I know. Jo- so yeah, George is another. He's a, <laughs> like, everything I do is amazing. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Um, I mean, I saw your pogo goat. Pogo Goat was pretty good. Pogo Goat is the greatest thing you've ever done as Um, far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Nah, concept art wise, not really, eh? Like, I mean, I do kind of like go into the forums every so often to try and check out and see if any of my shit's being talked about on a bad level. Just because I like seeing it because I think it's like funny because, you know, I mean, you just got to take it on the chin and if people don't like it, they don't like it. But I've never had anything that I've put in game that was like super badly received. Mm. Um, Everything's been kind of all right. Maybe the steampunk sword. Like that kind of got, but it wasn't not that it was negatively received. It was just like, oh, this looks like this. Um, but never anything where people are like, what the fuck have you just done, bro? Like, you're an idiot. Mm. Like, yeah. Nothing I th- like that. I at think all. a lot of the communities pretty much wanted to get laughs and likes out of their comments. Not, yeah. not, so, not so much mm. bringing people down or anything. I don't know, like, whenever, I see, whenever I see anything negative in the community, it's never really to do with the art. Like, I mean, it might like have something to do with like clipping or like some random shit that you just can't help. You yep. know what I mean? Um, it, it's, it's more to do with like design and things being like mm. overpowered or underpowered and shit like that and uh, Path of Exile is based around that do you know what I mean like the art sells like you know that's how you make the money but it's the design of the game that keeps the players interested and I think that you're always going to run into issues with like shit like that when it comes to like nerfing things and stuff like that but the problem is if you nerf everything then everything's just the same anyway so yeah. it's kind of like you know whatever 
but yeah, I've, I've never run into anything that's been super like Eric's like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. What, yeah, what about I, you, Sav? Is there anything in the game that that, that I've made and yeah, people have been people pretty really down about? Like, yeah. Maybe maybe there's rocks and in, in, in the beach. Yeah, but that was <laughs> that was many years ago, dude. So, like, yeah. So, hmm. I never look back, Blake. It's when you were young and carefree, I Sav. Yeah, well, I'm still carefree, you know. Jeez, <laughs> um, I can't, I, like, nothing comes to mind. Mm. I'm sure I'll go away and think of something, but right right now, not so much. Yeah. How, how are those gargoyles, Ed? Actually, um, from, uh, the, the, la- the last podcast I was on. Um, yeah, we were talking about some gargoyles. Yeah, yeah, no, because uh, there was also that um, written interview I did. Like lined up at the same time. Oh, and that got put up on the website. And um, there was this one guy. Um, I wanted to reply to him. Actually, I felt bad that I didn't. But he um, he like sang massive praises about my um, the the youngest gargoyle. Yep. Saying about how he he really really loved the animations on it. Yeah. Oh, cool. All that stuff. Yeah. And that 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 was really cool. Um, I I feel bad for not. Uh, well, you're doing it now, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks for that, um, <laughs> guy. I can't remember your name. Um, but I yeah, I, I don't really get flame for my my. I mean, I don't go on the forums either and look for it. But it seems like the people who get the the brunt of the, the disgruntled comments is the designers. Oh, and mm. server issues and things like that. Yeah, because well, yeah. I'm I'm on their side of the room, so I hear I hear them <laughs> right. talking about all the complaints. Yeah, they seem to cop a lot of shit, man. Mm. Which yeah. is kind of tough because it's kind of like as an artist, you kind of just get nothing really. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, but how's that art, fella? <laughs> yeah. How's like, that art, guy? I've I've mm. I've like with those gargoyles. Um, I thought their run cycles were atrocious. Mm. Um, like the the gold one, the video that I put that was put up was the first time I'd seen it in game, and I was like holy shit, that's terrible, I have to change it. And mm. I went and did, and so the one that was released was a lot better. But I looked in the comments, and people were like, wow, the animations on these are great. And I was like, what? It's probably <laughs> just you being a professional, though. Like, bar, like, you know what I mean? You can look back at like your work and be like, oh my god, like yeah. this looks terrible. But to anyone else, they're like, how the fuck did you do that? It's like it's like what Blake said about the speed panning thing like way back earlier in the mm. podcast about like anyone else that looks at it who's not looking at it from like a professional standpoint is yeah. going to be impressed no matter what. Whereas, like, if you're looking at it as a professional, you're only worried about mm. what other people of your level of thinking when it comes to that kind of stuff thinks yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. You, Blake, do you have anything? Do you I, have anything that you, you you worked hard on and people bigged you down? No, people just don't notice anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> <the virus>? that's <laughs> always my. I'm always I'm always playing the smallest violin about um, nobody ever noticing my work. Yeah, like like I mean, oh, we I told, appreciate you, Blake. Yeah, I've told I've told the story of the uh, waterfall and the aqueducts that me and um, our uh, effects artist at the time, Russell, worked on for a while, and I had you know taken time to like put these put this together, and I thought it looked really cool, and I was quite proud of it. And then I watched a a, a Twitch streamer on the first day of release. And he was running through the aqueducts and was like, oh, I'm going to watch this, see what he says when he gets to the waterfall. Just ran up to the waterfall and he goes, oh, it's dead end, and then ran off in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. Exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's uh, right in the field. But I suppose that on the flip side of that is that um, uh, n- nobody's noticed anything bad. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is a dead end, but this dead end looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> if stop and gone, oh, this dead end oh, is terrible. Oh, look at how disgusting this oh. place is. Oh, who worked on this? I'm leaving here and never coming back. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> you know, I've, I've just lost enthusiasm for this <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a dead end for me, and... <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> Another question again from uh, Dante SX. Uh, what is something about creating concept art that seems really easy, but it's actually really complicated, either technically or uh, from a design standpoint? Oh man, um, fuck, there's some hard shit. Like, dude, I think. Oh, I'll just cut no, it from go, go, yeah. Like, some people. I've talked about this on on another podcast, but it's a thing where people describe things to you just with words, and mm. it, and and converting it from words Rather to than through dance, yeah, yeah, interpretive <laughs> dance, yeah. dance is what I want. <laughs> no, but it's like um, you know how Cthulhu is basically a tentacle thing, yeah, you know. But w- when when you go into Lovecraft stuff, he's actually describing something else. It's meant to sure pivot on like imagination of and and be different from person to person. But mm. everyone's just oh, it's a tentacle octopus thing. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, it's almost like if if someone was standing in front of us and said, "I want this kind of monster. It's like a griffin. It's got a horse head. It's got." We, we'd all have our own sure. interpretation idea. of what's yeah, going to yeah. be there. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's just a. Does does that come across in, in with concept that that do you get these weird briefs that could just be anything? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like it's like I said before, is Eric sends you pretty vague stuff sometimes and stuff like that. Mm. Um. It's not, I don't know, it's it's more just constantly working and then reworking things until they work. I mean, a bad idea is never, is like never going to fly. You can't polish a turd type thing. Um, it's it's hard to say. Um, th- some of the like, stuff that I run into that's massive challenge-wise is stuff that you kind of wouldn't expect to be hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like designing armors is actually relatively easy because it's super fun to do and coming up with shapes for that kind of shit's cool. Yep. The hardest stuff I run into in game is designing boots and gloves, man. <laughs> like, straight up, it's the hardest fucking thing to do because mm. it's so weird to look at because it's just... There's so many dimensions to hands and feet that you just don't think about when you're drawing and then you've got to make it look cool on top of that and then yep. render it as well. Mm. So stuff like that is actually really hard. I hate getting issues where I'm like, okay, you've got to design like a million new boots because I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I don't, yep. I don't understand it properly. <laughs> I don't do it enough i don't i don't know why it's so weird uh what about have you thought of belt buckles on on boots yeah yeah <laughs> I, I try to do that a lot actually yeah i'm just like add some buckles to this bitch and it'll look fine eh? yeah, yeah um, a couple belts uh yeah i'll get i'll get steampunk. some yeah just fucking <laughs> more steampunk Had some cogs of this shit yeah, looks just, weird as a just slap some cogs on the side and that's that's way yeah <laughs> yeah so it's mainly just stuff like that it's the stuff that you wouldn't expect to be tough that's kind of like the hardest but Apart from that, it's more just like you, you might design something that doesn't really fit well with game, but Eric's pretty good at reining you in and being like, look, bro, this is like an overall good design, but mm. push it towards this direction a bit more by taking either this away or adding this in. Yep. So that's what I can really say. Yeah. Yeah. What What about uh, those little stars on the back of, you know, spurs. cowboy boots? <laughs> yeah, 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 spurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, have you thought of adding uh, something there? Nah, skis, man. Skis, maybe? Tennis? Um, tennis? <laughs> Snow boots? Yeah, yeah. for sure, eh? Nah, your boot, boots, are, boots are fucking tough, so are gloves, man. It's just, I don't know. There's not a lot of reference material for it either. It just They're just such a weird shape. Mm. I don't know. I don't really get it, but fuck it, you know? They're also um, one of the furs, furs, furthest things from the camera. Yeah, boots, exactly. Right? That's exactly so it. you they're, don't see much detail. Mm. yeah i don't know i think the problem is is that when the the issue that you run into with like boots especially is the fact that you're designing them on an angle that's not seen in game Mm. so they've got to look good as like an item that you're going to drag and drop into your inventory but in game they're going to be on a completely different angle to that so Mm. it's that problem that you run into that we're talking about before about silhouette where it deliberately is 
countering each other because you have to design it like this because you can't put it in a game angle but then at game angle it might not work mm. but yeah i don't know that's like it's just stuff like that's the, like the only thing that pops to mind when it comes to being the hardest thing to do because everything else is like an overall design especially with new bosses and stuff so yeah all right ed how, how would you pronounce that name right there <laughs> <laughs> wadios all right what wadios he he asked several questions, and oh, okay. I think we should probably end on this. All right. Um, any particular concept artist in the industry you follow or aspire to? Uh, yeah, there's a few, man. Um, definitely. I mean, the biggest thing for me is that um, starting out as an artist, you're inspired by other artists from the get go, um, and that's where why like you see a lot of amateurs kind of knocking off other people's work because they are like, holy shit, I look up like look up to this guy. Mm. Um, I think it changes constantly. There's definitely a few. Um, Dan Levisi was a big one. He's a guy that made this um, book called... He's uh, got the Sesame Street stuff, right? Uh, he did the Sesame Street. Yeah, he did the whole pop culture thing where he was doing all that. But he made a book called uh, Last Man Standing, which was just fucking amazing. Because oh, I've, have... I used, I've got the book and it was just one of those things where I have never been so inspired by character designs before just because of how fucking well thought out they were. Yeah. Um, and it was just the subtlety of it that was just amazing. Like his main character being like like a stereotypical guy with guns helmet, but then having Skittles falling out of a pouch that just said, said so much about the character. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he, he's a big one and he's worked on a lot of cool shit that I kind of follow because I'm just like a bit of a fanboy. Yeah. Um, and I still go back to his work and just, and it's that thing where obviously I, I went through like a small phase of trying to paint like super realistic, like he did and stuff like that. Um, another guy's like, I think everyone's favorite, like that guy, Kikai Kotaki, who did all the Guild Wars 2 artwork and he made like all the designs for that. His silhouette and fantasy design work is just amazing because it's got this whole weird abstract brush type feel to it but somehow it comes together and you'll like look at it from a distance and be like this is the most impactful kind of like image i've seen and then when you look at it up close you're like this is just nothing but brush strokes that look <laughs> weird but somehow work really well yeah. together as an overall design yeah um so guys like that there's like i mean i've got a whole art folder that's like just called inspiring art that i kind of like pick from from art station and like cg hub when that was still around and DeviantArt. that's got like over like ten thousand images that i kind of go through and Dude, just check out i i can't believe the amount of amazing artists like i'm, yeah. I'm following right now I, oh. I go to art station almost every day Dude, totally. and, and I, I will follow probably 10 20 yeah. people that's like, like the beginning of my day man every day i come into work at like nine or whatever have a coffee and finish my coffee by going through art station and just checking shit out yeah so there's a lot there's like there's a lot that i can't even think of the names of but um definitely those two are some pretty top dogs where i'm just like holy shit um another guy that i can think of is just uh dylan cole yep who's the a matte painter who did all the matte paintings for um like avatar and shit like that and like tron and like just crazy shit and he's composition wise from like an illustrative standpoint is just fucking unbelievable um you look at his work and you just it's still one of those things where you know you, you get better as an artist than some artists that you used to look up to you don't look up to so much anymore because you can kind of understand what they're doing and how they've done it mm -hmm. and you can break it down but he's one of those dudes where i look at his work and i'm like how the fuck did you even like how did i, I can't <laughs> comprehend it and i think that's one of those things where you're just like fuck you can appreciate it for what it is as opposed to like trying to technically be like okay how did they get to this point that's yep. cool so yeah definitely those three are probably like my top inspirations there Dude, so. well, yeah I, i'm sure we could do like fill up an entire podcast talking about them do, yeah. do, do you have many man um actually not really i was thinking like Get i out. i tend to just look at other games rather than specific oh. artists so no man's guy yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah get ready for 
Path of Exile's future. Yep. We're, we're going to have... Uh, Procedural generated monsters. Yep, yep. Yeah. We're going to have bouncing strawberries. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but what about you, Ed? Do you have any like animators that you follow or anything? like? Yeah, I'm a big fan of um, South Park, their animation. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> Coming monsters are going to take they walk sh- cycles from them. They key on twos as well in South yeah, Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I I don't really follow animators. Um, I don't know if I should or not. Um, I mean, animation, you just kind of take it from everything that moves, really. Yeah. I mean, there's animals, yeah, so there's other monsters, there's, uh, yeah. I Real life. I don't really have yeah. an, an answer yeah. for that. I think, yeah, I think the main difference yeah. being is that, like, at least following 2D artists and stuff, it's super individualistic and it's yeah. super easy to tell mm-hmm. style-wise who's different and why things are different. Whereas, like, if you're following, like, it gets harder when you get into, like, 3D art as well. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely 3D artists out there that I've seen that I've been inspired by, but there's no way near as much as there is, like, 2D guys. And I think it's just because you've got a lot more to play around with, whereas with 3D, you've kind of got, like, a limited set of tools that you can use mm. to do this kind of shit, and it's a lot less um, exaggerated in a way, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think it's the same with animators. Like, you, you, you know the, like, the South Park animation style, but you could never put your finger on, like, who was like the animator that did it and it's yeah. the same with like Pixar guys like you mm. you understand that it's fucking amazing yeah. animation but it's not stylized to one specific person whereas like yeah. you can see like a Dan Levisi piece and you can be like okay I know from the get go that's who did that yeah. and yeah. you know what I mean so you know saying like I like the uh, three seconds of Wally yeah. where <laughs> this specific animator yeah, worked on yeah it. exactly yeah. Well, like, cause it, like that's the thing with an animation project is that everyone has to come together to animate the same way yeah otherwise it just looks weird whereas you can base the entire art direction based yeah. off one artist and then every other artist conforms to that art style for a project yeah. so it's a lot different i think so i guess i guess then the a, a more correct question for animation would be like what studio style do you kind of well, I mean, well, for Path of Exile, I look at other games. Mm. And, like, you know, if they did something, like, uh, specifically attacked, um, if they achieved a good-looking attack with, like, a lot of impact, mm. uh, yeah, I'll look at that and go, what made that successful? Then apply that and look at Diablo 3 a lot. I think you kind of <laughs> touched on it in the last podcast when you were talking about that demon-winged thing and you were saying you've referenced gorillas and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Animals. So it's just, it's, it's again, from it's pulling just, from real life again. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, a, a lot of, a lot of how a creature moves is um, dictated by how long its limbs are, how heavy it is, uh, all sorts of things. Yeah. Like animation, you can't just be like, I want this thing to move like this. Yeah. Like mm. I want this giant gorilla to be skipping around like a little 12 <laughs> year old girl. It's like, it's not that easy, you know? Um, you've got to obey gravity and stuff like that. Sweet. Physics. Uh, geez. Yeah, there's way too many people for me to name. Uh, <laughs> like, just go to ArtStation. Yeah. Like, it, there are so many levels to appreciate art as well. There's like, mm. there is the idea, that entire concept thing, where it's it's not so much executed well, but it's this, this stupid yeah. idea of like a frog, bear, cave monster, and it's just... It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. just like this works. You appreciate it for different reasons. Eh? There's definitely artists out there that like I could look at where I think like the I, I don't like what is being painted, but the way it's painted I like. Whereas yeah. 
then I can like the idea of a painting or certain elements that you just take away from different things, color palettes and shit like that. So shape designs and stuff. So you take and you pick and choose the veins of gold of each artist from what you do and you try and put it into your own work, but in your own way. So yeah, I can totally get that, you know? Yeah. So anyone on ArtStation basically. Yeah, pretty much. That whole front page is always going to be filled up with shit that's just going to blow your fucking mind. Does, so. um, man, ArtStation should have a random button. They, Wait, they do. They do? Yeah. Well, they have an app. And do you, do you use that app? Yeah, yeah. The I one where shit. you just open up a new tab and it's just like five seconds an image. Like yeah. A new cool. image will refresh. That's cool. That's like always on my second monitor. That That's pretty cool. It's Yeah, yeah it's incredible. And, and like when, when I see something out the corner of my eye, I'll, I'll just click over to it and just look at the guy's work. Yeah. And cool. they're normally a legend. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> this thing about ArtStation is that the front page of that is just filled with insane shit. Like, there's so many amateur artists that upload to it, but it never makes it anywhere because you that's just don't see anything. So whenever you're on there, it's just going to be nothing but inspiring shit. It's such a good site. Because that's kind of a bummer with um, some art websites where they get over... Or like DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where they terrible. get yeah. too, too fooled with just... Um, Stupid shit like ponies. Yeah. 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 You know, it's really good when you trample the newbies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Squash them down. Yeah, man. Just make sure they know. Just make them give up. Well, it's just, <laughs> it's just like it should be curated. Yeah. Right, they yeah, should, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't just be like here's my here's my, I don't know my brony fan fiction picture, and it looks yeah. like terrible. No, it's it's definitely because I used uh, way back in high school. I I was on DeviantArt, and it does suck when it's like you know the main page, and it's just like well that was clearly just drawn in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what yeah. DeviantArt is. I mean, though. it's a cool DeviantArt is like the amateur site, though, isn't it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm I'm still on there because I've had an account there for ages, but. Mm. You get weird fan followings on DeviantArt that kind of promote shit that you're just kind of like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> like, like you see like a whole bunch of animes of like super, super fat, like furry things. Do you know what I mean? And that'll, that you go, you're guaranteed to go on DeviantArt and there's one on the front page at least once a day. People that draw other people tickling other people's feet is another massive thing. My Little Pony is a massive thing. And it's not like amazing <laughs> yeah. art. It's just the fact that you got all these kind of weirdos like following it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is, uh, DeviantArt I think is, uh, really approaching just becoming a hentai website <laughs> very closely yeah, <laughs> like it's very closely yeah, yeah, in a yeah. few more years like you're gonna have to be 18 before you can, yeah, dude, can go to that totally website it. like that's totally it um, um yeah dude art station it, it, w- w- one thing i will say I, I don't think i've told e- either of you guys but i have an art station and a uh, sketch fab uh like profile yeah oh shit what do you put on that shit the thing is i'm so afraid of posting my work to oh. art station because the the, the caliber is so high yeah that i'm massive, just like bro, yeah. I, I just trial it with sketch fab stuff yeah, and, yeah because i'm so I'm, dude i'm so scared with, like just posting <laughs> yeah, my work to art station that's fine Sam. you'll, you'll just get trampled down i know, I know worry, i'm, I'm afraid of it bro <laughs> all right uh that, that is episode 44 there's probably a bonus episode oh, i'm gonna wrap it up dude yep cool um all right we've we can you can contact us uh front seat questions at gmail.com at front seat cast on twitter uh we're on facebook.com slash front seat cast thank you thank you george no worries man it was a pleasure coming on it's always a good laugh Th- thank you ed it's a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> you asshole <laughs> let's get out of here yeah let's get out of here <laughs>
uh, is the thing with like modern games like with with, with fancy graphics and shit like mm. i look at the games i used to play like um Baldur's gate mm-hmm. dude and totally shit. yeah like and mm. you're just this like pretty static dude Little walking pixel. around and like your attack animations are budget as fuck and I, I think that's a massive thing as well i think that was like the biggest thing that you saw that in was like rpgs yeah you know what i mean i think the like the best thing about old school rpgs that you just don't get anymore is the fact that you had to make up the graphics with your imagination so you kind of put yourself in the world a bit more yeah whereas for sure. when everything's explained to you much more through graphics or whatever you don't it doesn't leave any room for you to imagine anything mm. else and yeah. that's what i don't like about like the latest final fantasies and stuff eh you know what I mean? Like like Final Fantasy yeah. 7 and, and like even 10 were awesome because of that. The same mm-hmm. thing with like Legend of Lagaia and Legend of Dragoon. Whereas now it's just like, nah man, these RPGs aren't, you know, those JRPGs at least aren't the same. It's funny too because back in the day, right, when we were playing those and we were filling in the, the shitty graphics with our imagination, yeah. we just remember like it being that awesome. version of it. So yeah, then when you yeah. go back to it, you're like, Oh God! What is wrong? I got that with Gran Turismo too. Yeah. Do you remember when that first yeah, came out? And everyone was like, "Bro, look at this! Bro, this is like the most fucking yeah. realistic shit ever." And then you look back at it now; it's like a square. Yeah. You're like, These textures are massive. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. It's like I remember this way different. How is this? <laughs> Dude, I, I did that with um not too long ago with Diablo two. Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. Diablo three came out, well, it was announced. I was like, Fuck it, "I'm gonna get into Diablo two again." I loaded it up and I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> like the screen resolution was tiny like everything just looked pixelated i'm like something's wrong i must be on like low graphics or something it's like nope this is as high as it'll go <laughs> like, holy crap this is as good as it gets man yeah it's like what you can get at there was a guy he was talking about how porn going to the internet has pretty much ruined like kids nowadays because because you can't well i mean it's not just kids it's ruined <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like you don't have to fucking like you know, the only way you'd see a naked person was like through maybe a nudie mag you found in fucking the bushes or something. Oh, shit. dude, I found it. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember finding nudie mags in the bushes, dude, like same legit here. as a yeah. thing. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. yeah, same. It yeah. was amazing. Dude, a mate of mine had a bunch um, underneath his house. Like, <laughs> did he know about it? Yeah, he found them, but and they, mean, they'd been there for like years and years. But the it's weird like black thing, and white. Uh, there was <laughs> no, no, they were like I, I, they were probably from like the eighties or something like that. Uh, yeah. But the weird thing was they also had like bits cut out of them. And I was, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, we, we, we had this thing where I used to live in a rural area, and me and my mate were walking up the street one day, and someone had torn up a whole bunch of porno mats <laughs> and left them like all over the side of the road. And me yeah. and my mate were going on a run, and that's how we found them. And it turned out that we went on like three runs that day to go collect up like all these pornos. Oh, and we're like man. stuffing these like ripped up pages in our yeah. pockets trying to put them back together. And we went and hid them under the hay bales like Shit. outside of the uh, backyard of our place because we we're like, we can't have this inside. Oh, man. And we, <laughs> we were like so stoked because it's like, bro, we've got like, this is the first time we've seen like, yeah. like chicks naked and shit like that. And then it rained. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it all fucking dis- fuck. Yeah, just disintegrated, bro. Oh. We're like, oh, no. What the fuck? Oh, one day. Yeah, man. Fucking good old days. Good shit. Yeah, apparently there's like teenagers with erectile dysfunctions. Isn't because, that fucked up? Yeah, yeah. Because like reality just doesn't match up to porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah, crazy. Set those standards too high, like No Man's Sky, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, bro. Man, no, yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky is a mirror of the porn industry. There's <laughs> <laughs> no depth whatsoever. Yeah, right? It's no all depth. the surface, bro. It's all surface. Shitty you are. That would be a hell of a review to leave from that. Fuck, that's awesome. Well, like, the scary thing is now, like, uh, well, the scary thing will be in the future with, like, VR, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, if everyone's got VR in their house, 
why would you leave? It's, yeah. Yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's going holiday episode. in your living room, what bro. What problems are going to like come <laughs> up for you know that sort of thing in the future? I don't even want to think about it because I know that's like my dark 50s. That's what's going to be for me. End up old and alone. Oh, my man. house is like a fucking VI shit, shit and just yeah. like a whole oh, bunch shit. of stuff. You'll, like, you'll be in a retirement <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or something. Oh, <laughs> that is That is the future of retirement homes. Just like rows of old people sitting in massive <laughs> so ass chairs play, with yeah, a headset. Like the Matrix, oh, eh? yeah. Yeah, It'll be yeah. like something in like just baby food and shit are getting shoved right into your veins bro and you're like parked on a toilet (laughs) (laughs) that was an episode of Fujirama was it? Yeah. Well, oh, that's the major, was that the, yeah. the old people planet. Yeah, he took him to the um the near death star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and right. it was just like everyone was plugged into like a, a matrix. Yeah, yeah. All the old people. So that right. sounds way better than like a near death star. Yeah, than a than retirement homes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Oh, just because you don't want to deal with old people? Well, I just are they unsightly. Jesus. Well, because I, I would, I would be the old person. Like, oh, I'm, ta- yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like me being an old person. I'd rather go into like a near death star than a fucking retirement. Yeah, because home. you're using your virtual body, not your shitty, yeah, real yeah, life yeah. decrepit body. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to deal with the decay that's going on. Yeah. Yep. You know what's going to happen is there'll be a power cut, or some shit, and you're like taken right back. Oh, and you're just going to be like, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just wiped out the entire time. In the I'll just be like, where are my breasts? <laughs> 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 Where's my fox tail? <laughs> <laughs>